Welcome everyone to a special episode of Dissect. I'm your host, Cole Kushna, and today we are recording live on Green Room. I'm joined by co-writer of season nine, Camden Ostrander. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Doing good. Excited uh, to kick this thing off. Uh, like I said, we're recording live tonight on Green Room. Uh, we're going to do a Mac Miller song draft, um, which is essentially me and Cam are going to select or draft our favorite Mac Miller songs across his entire discography, which is like frankly impossible. We're going to do our best. We're going to select nine <laughs> nine songs um, in celebration of the finale of season nine. Um, but before and then afterwards, actually, we're going to do a live Q&A here on Green Room. Um, so we're going to be taking questions from the chat room, uh, but also we're going to bring people up on stage and they'll be able to, to talk to us directly uh, through the Green Room app. Um, so I'll explain the rules of the song draft uh, in, a, in a second here. Um, but first, I kind of want to talk quickly with you, Cam, about season nine. We're at the end of what is... I guess like we started out and I was like, okay, we're going to do 14 episodes or right. was it like 13 episodes? It was like 13. Right. Yeah, it was like 13 or 12, maybe. Yeah. And somehow we got to 18 scripted episodes and a handful of bonus episodes. Um, we couldn't stop. Couldn't stop. I think once yeah. we got into circles, um, it was hard to pass up certain songs. It was obviously hard to pass up, you know, a Any handful of, them, of the yeah. songs. But yeah. um, ended up just being bigger than expected. Uh, you've been working on the season since when did you start writing? You started writing before me, so when did you start that? Started writing the beginning of last year, so it's been more than a calendar year, wow. which is kind of crazy. But I think Woods, I think the first words on Woods were like from February, twenty twenty one. How are you feeling? A year later, kind of um, immersed in Mac for a year. I am feeling very grateful. Um, like thankful for all of this experience. It has been an incredible learning experience, especially like for my own emotions and my own mind. So I feel like I have changed a lot, gone through a lot. I think the audience also has, and like we all take our journeys with this stuff. So how I'm feeling is very thankful for everything that happened and very ready to keep moving forward, which will be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, I've done nine and, a couple of mini seasons um, of this, mm -hmm. I would say in terms of emotional intensity, I would say probably this one, if I'm just sticking to the music alone was probably mm -hmm. the heaviest. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't, and obviously I've done like analyzed heavier works, like, you know, Beyonce's lemonade comes to mind. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Kendrick's albums come to mind. Um, but I think those are so narratively concise where you can right. kind of like lose yourself more in the story of it. Uh, and there's obviously emotion to those albums, but with Mac, it's like, there's not a narrative to kind of, there's, you know, there's central ideas, but there's not a narrative you can kind of cling to. And what you cling to is emotion, at least mm -hmm. for me. And it was just like, okay, you know, you sit down and you, you're trying to, you know, encapsulate what he might have been feeling and expressing in each of these mm -hmm. songs and it's like it ends up being just a really emotional journey at least for me and i would be curious to hear your thoughts on this um yeah i don't know i just i just felt felt myself feeling a lot mm -hmm. and, and especially comparative to past seasons and i think you know, that's one thing about mac he was so gifted at was just 
communicating emotion in a way that was relatable and mm-hmm. you can just you just felt it at a very visceral gut level yeah i the the way this you said like for me at least i sat in every moment of every song and you kind of like the, with the lessons of presence you kind of sit in it and everything kind of like washes over you and you try and like feel all of it that you can feel and with all this with Maxi Genius on this is like how it's he's capturing the all over human beingness of it. He's capturing so much in every moment. Moment. So when you're really trying to be receptive to it all, I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to be like over dramatic. There are moments when like this was just overpowering for me. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's taken a while, but I'm like happy that it's happened, which is good. Yeah. I guess like what, what is there something that stands out in your mind conceptually, like where going into it you weren't totally or even partially aware of uh that kind of surprised you or you know something that you took away um from studying the work for you know over a calendar year i definitely don't think i was expecting it to last this long there were certain moments that were heavier than i expected um self-care comes to mind and i think i did we spoke about this months ago right because again i have how long this has taken but like self-care i think does come to mind it's like that one took so long and i wasn't ready for the whole journey with that. Um, yeah. And I think that what happens with Mac a lot is like, it's a very personal experience for everybody who listens to him. Mm. And because of how he expresses himself, everybody's able to latch on and have their own experience with the music. So for me in the writing process, at least I was very much concerned with how everybody felt and trying to capture that in the writing is almost an impossible task. And trying to think of all these different beautiful experiences that everybody has with his music, it's a lot to think about. If that makes yeah. sense. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, because there is like an inviting quality to his music um, mm-hmm. that I think goes along with that kind of emphasis on emotion. Um, you know, one of the the more common comments that you know I would see on social media about the season is just like people seeing themselves in Mac. Um, mm. And again, that's that's definitely different than a lot of the seasons I've done in the past where, yeah, you're just feeling a very personal connection to him um, because of how honest he was, because he mm-hmm. kind of just didn't really wrap it in a lot of metaphors. Obviously there's wordplay and stuff, but a lot of the album, both albums, is probably especially Circles, is very direct, you know? Mm. Um, and I think his production, especially even on swimming uh, and circles, really there's there's an in- intimacy where a lot of times it almost feels like you're kind of in the same room with him because there's mm-hmm. not a lot of production elements going on, especially with circles. That um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think, and I think for me, like conceptually, I was just so blown away by the simultaneity thing, which we've yes. harped on a lot throughout the se- yes. season, but it's not just talking about the good and the bad and the highs and the lows. It's like somehow expressing them both simultaneously. And that being the concept of the album of like, you know, life is this oscillation Mm -hmm. to the point of simultaneity between highs and lows. I think more and more that's true. It's just Mm -hmm. the way that we consume things now. Mm -hmm. Um, And just his, just doing that on a micro level and then seeing how it like, started to like well not started it was on a macro level too like very thought out very intentional in terms of like 
the concept of swimming in circles, like embodying mm-hmm. those yin and yang characteristics all the way down to the merch that we yeah. talked about, all the way down to you know the album art of swimming. Um, just every little detail along the way was so thorough, complete, th- intentional, and like all encompassing. Like it was all very fluent and like complete together as right. you know um there does there wasn't a lot of like oh this like doesn't fit you know there mm-hmm. was not a there, you you get when you analyze music and, and albums specifically there's some songs sometimes that are like yeah this song doesn't actually fit with the theme and you're kind of reaching for connections and stuff but with mac it was just consistent uh from it's very, you know, yeah very dense motivic foundation to everything especially with the writing process when you talk about just like just writing what felt true and honest and that being the theme for him. I think he's what, how he phrased it in the Zane interview, but like how tightly wound almost right. it was, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, definitely congratulations on uh, a wonderful season. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, we did it. We did yeah. it. Yeah. It's been a long, long journey. Um, obviously like all praise goes to Mac, but I, yes. I, I do at this point in the season, try to, I'm really bad at like, stopping and mm. appreciating a complete completed right. thing i like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one that just like likes to go on to the next thing um but you know this tonight was you know partly to kind of enjoy celebrate um and obviously thank not only you but everyone that's listening now everyone that's listened to the season um it's definitely a special one like again i've done over 10 of these now um and this one felt special um yeah is what i would say there absolutely so let's uh let's move into the song draft um so we've done a couple of these now but i'll explain i guess the rules there's not really rules it's yeah the regulations yeah it's like uh so essentially it's like modeled after an nba draft um we did this with faces where essentially you're like drafting your your top picks as if you were drafting a player that you wanted on your team so essentially we're like creating teams of songs our favorite Mac Miller songs. This is going across his entire discography that includes mixtapes that includes side projects that includes, Mm -hmm. I mean, really anything was fair game here. Mm -hmm. Um, so how it's going to start is cam. I'm giving cam first pick. So he get to pick uh, his favorite song and then it'll come to me and I'll pick my favorite song and we can't pick the same song twice. Um, so if he picks one of my picks, I have to scratch it out and essentially go to the next mm-hmm. um so other than that there's not really any rules am i, am I missing anything we're, we're doing our favorites yeah okay and we're yeah. going to miss so many <laughs> yeah like, I, I feel yeah. very like i feel almost a little nervous with his incredibly vast discography all the stuff that there is we're going to miss so many people's favorites so i just want to say we love it all i just i don't know i'm trying to pick my right my like yeah, yeah inherently there's like a hierarchy established with these things, which, which is I like, hate. it's, it's so dumb, it, yeah. but it's like, it's just a format to talk through songs in a fun way, right. hopefully. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this was so tough. Um, Cause I mean, one thing is just stack. Like you, I mean, he passed so when he was 26 and it's like, like you look at his discography when you're going mm-hmm. through something like this and you're just like, wow, like mm-hmm. just the studio al- albums alone. But then you consider the mixtapes, all the side projects, all the unreleased material, yeah. Like, oh, can I? Wait, are we allowed? <laughs> I mean, some of it, no, some of it, no, but yeah, it's a little touchy you because you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you know, just just 
he didn't put it out himself so it's mm-hmm. always that you know yeah. gray area of like should i be listening to this um yeah but you know there's just so much there is yeah. behind the scenes still um i'm curious to know if we're ever gonna those will see the light of day but uh anyway so yeah the the song draft is is essentially that so with the first pick in the 2000 what year is Nine it 2000 <laughs> 2009 yeah 2009 draft yeah. um goes to you camden ostrander um all right the first pick i think is kind of clear at least to me it is the crown jewel of swimming as we called it 2009 there's there's no way i'm gonna sit here and look at max discography and not pick the lebron james of it all (laughs) this is like this is a masterpiece in one of the true senses of the word i think that our episode touches on a lot of it but there's some of it that you can never describe right. how beautiful it is. Yeah. And especially with like the musical discussion that you came up, like it was just beautiful to me to like be a part of writing it, looking at the lyrics, but then looking at the music and everything that came out of it. I am in awe of it every time I think about it. Um, when we look at everything dissect is covered, we're talking about these incredible artists, all these incredible accomplishments I think that it is a real testament to Mac that 2009 stands up there with the absolute best of the best. Everything that this show has touched, anything that like human beings have to, like 2009 is one of those things that's beyond me being able to talk right now. (laughs) If that makes any sense. No, it does. I mean, that's, uh, that's the... I mean, you know, I've, I've I've talked about this many times on the show where there's only so much you can articulate with words. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's why we have music. It's 2009 is a perfect example of why we even make music, why and why we even listen to it because it expresses something that we can't express mm-hmm. with words alone. Obviously, Max's words on that song are beautiful, but if you're just reading that on the page or if he's just saying them casually in a conversation, it's not going to strike. You know, the, the mm-hmm. music elevates the emotional kind of resonance in a way, especially on a song like 2009 that is so honest. And so, I mean, we learned that, you know, a good portion of it was a freestyle, mm-hmm. which I just love conceptually because you think, okay, here's what is arguably his best song. I think it's definitely in, in the running, objectively mm-hmm. in the running, yeah. right? Um, And it's, a you know, it speaks to like, one, his skill, like, Swimming in circles to me is like everything led up to this moment for him artistically. Mm-hmm. And to be able to have your best song or arguably your best song be a freestyle in part is just, it's such a like cathartic, yeah, conceptual even like. And it reflects the song. Exactly. Right? Yeah. When we, when we talk about him capturing the passage of time, but all time being now, the idea of 92 till infinity being captured in the number, it's, almost incomprehensible how many things how many things came together for this right. but the fact that like the unending passage of time or whatever we call that the unending passage of time can only be met with an unending experience of that time in the moment and that that's what he did when he made it and that right. that reflects everything it captures for us right is, and, the, and down to yeah. the concept of the song itself being the door and him being mm-hmm. retrospective mm-hmm. and kind of like yeah, in part embodying that concept of everything leading to this moment, um, just being present. Again, the freestyle aspect 
kind of speaks to just being present mm-hmm. with the music, with yourself, with your emotions, with your past, with your future, like everything aligning to, yeah, this very cathartic and understated, yeah. but like very powerful, powerful song. And then like, come on. Okay. So it's one <laughs> thing to have the, it's one thing to have the 2000, 2009, the song, like right. with the piano sample, you could have mm-hmm. just started it there and it would have been brilliant and amazing. Yes. We'd probably be still talking about it in this in the same way but then to have the strings mm. to have the string opening oh yeah <laughs> usher you into this world is like oh my god those string that string opening is one of my favorite passages in all of music i could say pretty safely mm-hmm. now um it is so beautiful it i mean it, it just does the job that it was supposed to do in terms of just like, yeah, kind of like the grand doors opening up, like the literal doors he's talking about mm-hmm. opening up. And like, just like, I, I imagine like a, you know, like when a feather falls and it like Ooh, wavers yeah. back and forth, back and forth slowly until it hits the ground. Like that's what I feel like that string opening is in, in a mm-hmm. way where mm-hmm. it's like, it's just, it's just bringing you softly, gently into this world. Um, man, I mean, yeah, we should probably move on because we're it's we got a, a lot of a lot of, I, a lot of songs the whole to go. Time talking yeah, about we, we, yeah. Could, we could spend another forty five minutes talking about this, but great choice. That's number it, one. It was on my it was in my top three, um, but it didn't actually. It wasn't my number one. Oh, okay. it could have easily been my number one. This is where the arbitrary like mm-hmm. bullshit of this format comes into play here because all these could be easily be number one. But so my number one choice, number two in the draft, is once a day. Oh, okay. So cool. once a day, it wasn't always my favorite. It was always been like my, ever since I first heard it, it was like, okay, it's actually like what really circles, generally speaking, is what mm. really, really sold me on Mac. Not, not sell me on Mac, but it's what really captured me for the first time with Mac's music. Circles I love swimming. Eternal. Yeah. 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 I love swimming. Obviously, uh, I like his older stuff, but there's something about circles that just put them over over the edge to me where I, I kind of put them in that top tier mm-hmm. um, for just me personally of like enjoyment of listening. Uh, and once a day encapsulates, well, let me talk about the song okay. before I kind of like do the whole conceptual thing. Cause I think as a song, it's beautiful and perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's just the versatility to end his entire, if we're, if we're looking at circles as the end of his catalog, mm-hmm. once a day being the last song, like how perfect is it that it's just Mac on a, on a synthesizer, but let's just call it a keyboard, mm-hmm. like just him and the keyboard, little light percussion, but like, it's just Mac and the keyboard. Right. Mm-hmm. And like we did in the episode, it's like, you come from kids, you come from projects before that. Um, and just to like end your discography, with this song, I just I feel like it just encapsulates the entirety of his artistic career in a really beautiful way. It it encapsulates like the evolution of Mac Miller, of Malcolm McCormick as an artist, musician, as a person. Um I just love I just love that about it. But also just it's a such a just gorgeous song. Like the chord progression mm-hmm. is beautiful. Uh it has kind of some of my favorite harmonic tricks um that I kind of went into on the episode, but and just the concept of it, like fitting in perfectly with the circles motif, with mm-hmm. swimming in circles. Obviously, there's the ending that 
you know, we've explained that already with it connecting back to right. the, the intro. But as a song, like, I don't know. It's just, there's something about the song that every time I hear it, it just, it really moves me. Hearing John Bryan, like, tell the story of him witnessing Mac recording it and, like, right. being in the other room and, like, bawling mm-hmm. his eyes out. Um, I don't know. It, it just, and also, like, maybe this is a good time. And we're going to shorten these as our, our explanations as we go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we need I did to, yeah. at some point want to share just briefly my experience. Um, so I don't think I've done it on the show. I, I don't think I've ever talked about me. I think I think you need to the, talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like when Circles was first released, uh, before it was released to the public, uh, Max Estate held uh, a handful of listening parties, very intimate the parties, the wrong mm-hmm. word, listening sessions of... Right. The muse uh, of circles. I was fortunate enough to be invited to one. This was, you know, early, might've been late 2019. I think it's late 2019. Mm. Um, and it was in LA. So I flew to LA. It was held at Conway studios, which is like where Mac recorded a lot of mm-hmm. these later works and a lot of the stuff with John Bryan. So we were literally sitting in the room uh, with, Max manager with John Bryan was in the room. A um, few other, or it was like probably about 30 people, uh, 30 to 50 people, I would say. And John Bryan gives this very elegant speech, awkward, elegant, you know, exactly how Beautiful. John Bryan is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very thoughtful. Um, kind of just going into his experience with Mac recording these songs and then kind of giving insight into how, um, he kind of finished the album. Um, and then we just all sat there in pretty much complete silence. He hit play on the record. The lo- the room was like very dark and there's like, I remember like red lights, mostly dim, dimmer red lights. And we're just in the studio where this album was, a lot of it was recorded and just, we got to hear it from front to back. And there were tears, multiple people in tears, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever forget hearing circles the song for the the intro for the first time and then matt comes in and says this is what it looks like right before you fall and it's like Mm -hmm. at that point this is the first thing we've heard from mac since his passing and that's the line that you hear in the room where it was recorded right and it's like i the first thought i had it was like like this is a ghost like Mm -hmm. he's like with us like yeah he's in the room with us through the music obviously nothing like supernatural but like he's in the room with the music like the music like he's in the room Mm -hmm. and just going through you know i can very vividly remember just each song being amazed with like just you know when uh, everyone's first experience hearing circles like you're doing this like you had this like this was where you were going Mm -hmm. uh and then getting to once a day and just like didn't I didn't know that it was the last song at the listening session, but mm-hmm. like, you know, you hear that final chord and it just ends and you're in the room and, and it's just absolutely silent. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I don't know, like there was a gravity in the room that was palpable. Like there was a, I don't know, I can't really describe. There's just a weight in the room that was like very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we sat there in silence for a while. And then John Bryan, I think if he said a few more words, asked for questions, but like no one asked a question. Like we were all just yeah. kind of like in our own emotional space. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It was, um, 
I mean, as experience of a lifetime, like I'll never forget that experience ever. Um, and I was very fortunate to have that experience. Um, so I just wanted to, I wanted to say that, um, yeah. Thank you at some point. So, yeah. So once a day is my, my top pick. pick. Um, so let's go, let's transition into, uh, your second pick. Cool. All right. Second round we're getting, I feel nice about this cause we're moving outside the, the parameters of swimming in circles. I'm gonna go ahead and pick dang featuring ah, Anderson pack. Okay. Divine feminine. Yeah. This is one of the greatest jams of all time. <laughs> all right. Anderson pack dissect level artist. Amazing, incredible feature on this. And it's obviously like one of the biggest hits. Uh, one of my favorite parts about this song is that Pac recorded, the, Pac recorded this thinking about, you know, loss of a loved one, whereas Mac was talking about like love and like a relationship. Mm-hmm. And in Mac's description of this, he's like, you know, I had one way of thinking about this. He had another way of thinking about this. And I was like, can we bring these together? And when Mac talks about everybody having their own experience with art, you have a beautiful, incredible, amazing song where you have two amazing artists bringing these two different experiences together. And how amazing it is that we get to see that, that the product of that is something that's so enjoyable. Um, And I just think this song is going to live forever. Like this is one of those things. Um, Yeah. Dang was on my my list too. Um, It wasn't as high as yours, but it was on the, I was like, we're going to talk about Dang. Uh, I was going to make sure of it because it's such a bop. And I think it speaks to like, we obviously we're going to be drawn emotionally to a lot of the slower stuff or like more Mm -hmm. introspective stuff, which, you know, Dang is, but it's so fun. Like he was so great, especially towards the end of making Mm. fun, danceable, like this song live. Like if you've ever, if you haven't seen the, the performance on uh, what late night show is it? Do you remember? Was it no, Colbert it, it, or is, it's, I think it's Colbert. I think it's Corbett Colbert. Yeah. 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 Um, is like incredible. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just so fun. Um, and it's produced by Pomo, which like he also produced what's the use. He also produced right. ladders. So it's like, mm-hmm. obviously Pomo's given that like fun sauce. Yeah. yeah. Like, and to have Anderson on there, it's per, it's just a perfect yeah. for like, it's exactly what it needs to be like for a song like that. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's exactly what it should be. I love it. It's like, for me, it's like, yeah, you can have a song like once a day, but you could also have a song like dang, dang. like, yeah. and you also have a song like, you know, uh, name any off of faces, you know, right. you know what I mean? Like just you can have the, this variety. The, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Like the range is just like mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any, anything else on the song? Um, it seems like Twitter has really taken a liking to Max description of how he doesn't need food. And that that is going to be <laughs> yeah. as a meme forever, and I just think that's beautiful. <laughs> Go back. Yeah, he he has genius annotations about it. I'm yeah, sure yeah, you've yeah. read it because yeah. he has the video where he's talking, and it's yeah. so great. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, great pick. I love that it was high too. Um, yeah. What do you got? So my second pick, I guess it's the fourth pick in no, yeah, fourth pick in yeah. the draft. I got to go with good news. Um, yeah. All the, all the, emo- like my top three were once a day, good news in 2009. It's like all gotcha. the emotional, like, mm. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. my shit. Right. Um, and good news is like, I promise not all, all of my picks are from circles, but God. I, and again, <laughs> like a lot of, yeah. a lot of like what I said about once a day, um, applies to good news, 
you know, mm-hmm. um, I think the production on it is for me what really drives it over the top. Uh, mm-hmm. I love John Bryan. I think I've probably said that on our last episode, but John Bryan before Mac was one of my favorite producers. He's composed film music for a lot of my favorite films. He produced Fiona Apple's second album, uh, When the Pawn, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. So I've been a fan of John Bryan forever. Mm-hmm. And Good News, I feel like, is the best version of their collaboration. Um, because you get that back, you get that backstory that John Bryan goes into uh, with Zane Lowe about like, you know, Mac and, and you touched on it in the script, like Mac not really thinking that that chorus was supposed to be the chorus for the song. And then mm-hmm. John Bryan pushing him to be that vulnerable. Um, so you get that kind of collaborative, you know, it couldn't exist without the relationship between John Bryan and Mac Miller and that mutual mm-hmm. respect. Um, but just the product, like one of the, one of the biggest surprises musically for this season was I always assumed those the plucking sounds mm-hmm. up until I actually wrote it in the script and then realized I was wrong. Those plucking sounds I thought forever were pizzicato strings where like violin cellos, they, they don't mm-hmm. bow the string. They'll pick it with their fingers. Right. And it makes a really percussive sound, but no, it's John Bryan and the guitarist, Wendy Melvoin, mm-hmm. um, using electric guitars, various, like a, a handful of like an orchestra, essentially of electric ah. guitars, Right. And plucking them in a similar way to get that effect, but just on guitars, mm-hmm. um, which I, I don't know. That's like a, the, the music nerd Sweet. in me, like that loves those kind of details. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, I think the lyrics speaks for themselves. Anyone that listened to our episode, I'm not going to even go down that emotional road tonight. Right. Which, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just the production is like I don't. I just I love it. It was the perfect song to release after mm-hmm. his passing as the first thing we heard. Um, it all uh, obviously has like the kind of eerie coincidental stuff uh, with his yeah. passing and all that. It just, right. it hits every level. Yeah. It's, I think is one of his best songs he ever wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my pick for my second pick uh, fourth in the draft. So what do you got for your third? Third. I'm going with my pilot. I'm going with woods. Okay. Off circles. Yeah. I love this song so much. Yeah. Uh, my partner loves this song very much. So it's very special to us. Um, and the lesson learned from this of like, we need to make our home here in the woods. Um, for me, this was the pilot for a reason. It was because right. I thought that lesson was very important and ultimately something very new for me that I had to like, I've still have to learn. Um, and so I hold it like very close to me, that song because of how impactful that's been. Um, I also am so proud. And this is just like a selfish maybe thing i'm so proud of unearthing john bryan controversy doing the prince cover oh my god and yeah and and mac saying that controversy putting the questions next to each other was his favorite thing we have this song his collaboration with brian obviously putting the questions together brian covering controversy as well finding that audio yeah. was like one of the craziest like <laughs> me like digging through the internet finding yeah. that was like oh my god um and then to be able to do the bony bear Kanye stuff at the end too like that was just I mean personally for me like as far as like writing that was an incredible experience and this song is really important to me so that's that's mine yeah it's the it's the song and the script that sold me on a Mac season um, yeah it did. obviously I, also, I wanted you were, to like do... questioning it I remember this because you were like I don't is that okay we'll do the pilot for this one because I don't know about it no yeah it was perfect because yeah. my my hesitancy with Mac and like um, 
obviously it, it's it, and it says nothing about the music but it mm. was you know I, I you know very seriously vet every album that i do my biggest concern with mac was not a lack of talent or music musicianship mm-hmm. or anything like that it was just because he's so plain spoken mm-hmm. i was wondering you know how much there would be to write about because you have a very plain spoken artist mm-hmm. you know you're just going to be uh, re, re, kind of just restating as plainly as he, you know, says it in the song itself. Right. So obviously that was not true. You know, I was, I was looking at it from a surface level and then you really sold, uh, that script for sure. And brought out things that I didn't see, uh, which is my favorite part about working with you is that, love, you know, yeah. is discovering what you think about it. Um, that's different than me. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I love this song. I It's funny the title, like I don't think we talked about in the episode, but the title Woods seemed like it was we realized after the fact that it was random. Kind of it a random like throwaway. A throwaway title which is like it kind of speaks to like that Anderson Pock like uh But it just connects. Yeah, it just, just like get out of your own way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. just allowing that it seemed to happen to Max so much. Mm-hmm. Just these yeah. incidental connections where yeah, you could you could have an argument. It's like, well, he didn't name the song that, so like, does it actually apply? It's like, well, mm-hmm. it's there, so yeah. it is attached to it. Mm-hmm. And if the intention matters to you, then it matters to you. But if you're if you're someone that I think our approach is, yeah, it's there, experience. and we have to treat yeah. it as if it's there for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it beautifully ties into the song itself. But also, like, I don't know if you would have came to that conclusion if Mac also didn't embody that concept right. generally speaking in his music mm-hmm. right like i think it transcends just the song woods of that yes. making peace in the woods knowing that you're never going to get out of it right and just coming to accepting that fact like you're gonna right. there's gonna be issues there's gonna be problems and that we need to have, make peace with that make the planet feel like home right you know? yeah. yeah yeah uh beautiful pick um, um what's yours what's your third all right, so I might, I'm actually going to change change one on the fly here. Okay, I, sweet. I'm going to go up one. I'm going to switch one of these around. So for my third pick, I'm going Perfect Circle, Godspeed Ooh. from Good oh, AM, boy. which I'm going for all the very heavy hitters oh, here. My God. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. My heart. We're going heart. there. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's hard to know where to start with this song because it's like an odyssey in and of itself. <sighs> yeah. um, I think conceptually... You can point to this song, mm. uh, maybe faces, maybe like that that little uh, birthday wedding funeral concept mm-hmm. in the middle of funeral might might precede this, but I don't know. Conceptually, or let's just say early on, early Mac, early-ish Mac, conceptually, I think he really found something with this song Yes, where he was able to to really articulate a concept in a short amount of time in a very meaningful way, mm-hmm. with layers, with the simultaneity thing that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So like the first half of the song is, you know, him being very confessional about this darker aspect of him, you know, mm-hmm. obviously goes into his drug use, which seemed pretty heavy at that time. Um, and, you know, so that's kind of like, in a weird way, the high, um, and then there's the low of Godspeed, which he said directly he wanted to write Godspeed from a lower place. And it's mm-hmm. more of a reflective, you know, the reflective quality of Mac um, 
kind of looking at the first half and giving us like a different perspective on the same subject. Yeah. Uh, you have that bridge with his, you know, actual voicemail that his brother mm -hmm. left him because he, Mac didn't come home for the holidays uh, because he, I, this is what I read. Hope it's true that he was, you know, was his drug use at that mm -hmm. time was like pretty heavy. Right. Uh, and his, you know, brother was worried about him and, and, you know, sent him this, this really touching, uh, voicemail that bridges these two halves together. Mm -hmm. Um, there's the, obviously the perfect circle, circle concept we talked about on the season where it's like, can you draw a perfect circle? It's like, yeah. no, it's like ties in again with this woods concept of mm -hmm. like, we need to be accepting that we're not perfect. You right. know, I think, early in his career he was using drugs to escape that feeling that like okay things aren't all right i don't know what mm -hmm. to do with this so i'm going to to, to escape because mm -hmm. after he says you know can you draw a perfect circle he talks about i forgot the line exactly but he talks about like it's a pretty clear drug reference mm -hmm. um anyways but then there's like there's a detail which i'm sure you've caught but i'll point it out for the listeners there's if you listen carefully in the intro of the song there's a ba there's a backwards voice a, vo a voice played in reverse, um, which is Mac's voice that you hear at the end of the song in forward saying, uh, what's he, he says, yo, Vin, it's the morning, it's time to go mm -hmm. to work. So like that's, the song is a literal circle. Like he has the right. reversed yeah. of it and then the forward version at the end. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can literally draw a, a, a circle around the song. Yeah. Um, so there's just like conceptually so much yeah. going on here. The, the brutal honesty of it all. Like, I think he just really got something. And then mm -hmm. the, like the, the, say nothing of like the sample, like that sample is so True. sick. If you look into the backstory of the sample, it's like about, um, Oh, I'm blanking now. Um, it was, <laughs> it was in the sixties. It was right after, I want to say it was like a terrorist attack, a race driven terrorist attack. Oh, uh, it was written about that. Um, so oh. it's like, in the music that is sampled, it's, it's like the haunting energy is mm. clearly there. Yeah. Um, so, and then obviously, and then he ends like on a Kanye reference of Good Morning, mm -hmm. uh, which I was really great. Anyways, right. I can talk about this song forever. It's my whatever pick it was. I'm already forgetting, but it was third. Third. Okay. Third. Yeah. And people need to go to the NPR interview Mac does with Tribe Called Quest where they talk about that song and what going to work means. Look that folks need to look that up. Because Mac mm. talks about it and it's really beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. It. Cool. Uh, fourth uh, pick. Yeah. Fourth pick. All right. Uh, fourth pick. Uh, I guess this kind of plays off this the last thing you were saying, but this is the song that made me cry the most this last year, year and a half. Uh, is best day ever, off mm. best day ever. Um, specifically the music video, if possible. Um, this really wrenched my heart apart continuously every time I saw it and it's beautiful and being able to look back at it because Mac in live performances sometimes called it like the first song he was like musically proud of or that he thought would like stand the test of time um, and in one intro live he's like this is the one where I can be a human if you just try mm -hmm. and like how beautiful this song is how it was so early, how it captures his youthful energy, but also I think is something that's going to last. And yeah, again, like this, I can't get through this song like without <laughs> tears and it's beautiful. And so I, I, I'm picking that. All right. Best day ever. Yeah. Beautiful. I like, uh, some of Max early stuff's getting some love here. Have to. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it was tempting for me to like try to balance out my, 
my picks just to like make it mm. feel proportional. But in the end, I was like, I'm just going to do my favorites. You got to do your favorites. I'm just going to do true. my favorites. Got to be true. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So just for the sake of time, I'll just keep it moving here. Um, all right. So my fourth pick is mm-hmm. Come Back to Earth. Oh, yeah. Um, again, it, you could kind of see a theme with my picks here, um, <laughs> especially Once a Day, Good News, and now Come Back to Earth. You know, it's the collaboration between John Bryan and Mac. Um, it's the water sounds that establish that motif that runs through every single song of swimming. Mm-hmm. It's all the motivic, like, swimming um mm-hmm. the circular aspect of the song like it establishes this double album perfectly um the chords are beautiful it has yeah. like my one of my favorite techniques in terms of uh like chromatic descending notes if anyone's familiar with those but it's a technique that always gets me every time and there's a lot of seventh and rich harmonies in this in the chords themselves which i think speaks to like max continual evolution of not only production but just as a like pianist as a harmonist as a composer mm-hmm. um there's some really cool stuff harmonically going on in this song uh and i'm sure john bryan helped with some of that and taught you know it seemed like Matt, john bryan who's a master of chord progressions was teaching mac a lot and i think mac mm-hmm. found a lot of inspiration in their relationship mm-hmm. um so yeah I don't know, and then there's obviously like the ties to so it goes conceptually right um it the being amount the same of versions key. he went through too right he was like it, every and then song it being is like come back to earth yeah and it being and like a, a throwaway well, not a throwaway song but one that almost didn't make the album like he wrote mm-hmm. it forgot about it somehow like yeah what? and yeah. then dug it up and like okay this is gonna be your first song on arguably your best project like right. okay you just got you just got that in the vault just have it yeah, yeah. yeah. um so i don't know if i need to elaborate it's I, it's a beautiful song. I would like it to see in like, I'll see TikTok like rankings of swimming songs and it's always near the bottom somehow. And I'm just like, no, like That's give it a chance. Up. I don't Come know if it, because it doesn't have drums. Always uh. songs without drums, like people will skip over, but like, no, give this song Ridiculous. a chance. Yeah. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's like just the right length to start an album. Um, and then it makes like, you know, this next song, Hard Feelings, with, when the drums come in, it makes that, even more impactful because mm-hmm. you haven't heard drums yet and True. it starts right away with drums on that song. True. So anyways, it's a, it's a, I love this song. Um, I love it. I love it. So. Cool. Yeah. All right. Pick number five. I'm going with the second option for the pilot. What's the use? Mm. The existential and dismissive simultaneous thing going <laughs> on. It is what it is till it ain't. Thundercat, <laughs> the greatest baseline of the 21st oh my century. God. Yeah. That's I think that holds one. up. Huh? I think that I think that claim holds up. Whew. Look, yeah. Thundercat is one of my favorite musicians of all time. Him and Mac, everything they touch is beautiful. I wish I could have just picked nine of their things, but they don't exist for all of us yet. I know. Like yeah. they are the greatest. I love Thundercat so much. I hope he's good. He seems good when we saw him live. Right. He seems doing great, and it makes me so much so happy. And this song, the way that it's simultaneously asking the most important question and throwing away all the questions. Oh my God. Yeah. Is so perfect. I love this song. And I knew it wouldn't get picked early. So I, I held it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And a- that was, this was one of the bigger surprises for me again, Pomo on the production, but he also gets uh damn funk in there. Mm-hmm. He gets Snoop Dogg on the track. So it becomes this tribute to like funkadelic music, G funk music. Like it really embodies yeah. like the history of hip hop, which 
he was so fluent in, you know, like even from the start of his career, like he gets pegged as a frat rapper. But if you go back to some of those early works, especially like kids and stuff, it's like you could tell he's like fluent in Tribe Called Quest. Like he's right. he's like absolutely. And if you hear him in interviews, you know, it was very clear that he understood the history. And I feel like he made a lot of really cool decisions with what's the use, yes. understanding, hearing that vibe, you know, bringing in those collaborators. Um, and then the, the cool story of Thundercat, that being the first baseline that he placed to the song. Like what? <laughs> what? And then the Just beautiful knows. like bridge, yeah. that bridge that comes out of nowhere. All the I harmonies, like that, doesn't mm -hmm. need to be there. But it, you got Sid, you got Snoop Dogg, you got right. Thundercat harmony yeah. vocal. What the? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, yeah. So, so great, great song. Um, great pick. Okay, so this was a late addition for me. Okay, for my next pick. Um, I really actually today this song. I always liked this song, but really it clicked today. Okay, uh, cool. And it was love when that happens for a very specific reason subjective reason but it's avion from watching movies with Ooh, the sound off damn that was my watching uh, movies pick that's the one okay so this song like okay he found like so you can trace like faces i feel like mm -hmm. this is where he sound he found the faces mm -hmm. sound mm -hmm. on this yes. song yes. he found that cadence he found that kind of like psychedelic inspired stream of consciousness yes. weird like i don't know like just even listening, I, I I wrote down the opening lyrics because it's like concoctions of hamantashins, launching Delicious. a bottle rocket, done being nice. I'm here for your life and all the profits. I'm not your conscious, you nuts, almonds and hagen Auction off your grandfather's watch from the Holocaust. Like it's like, okay, one thing like what? Bro, like, go. Like so, it's, to me, it's like MF Doom meets early Eminem meets like Bob Dylan in the mid sixties when he was yes. like stream of consciousness, Jack mm -hmm. Kerouac, all that. Ooh, yes. On but the then road. you like you like you look and it's like oh, but actually there's like a through like there's like a Jewish mm -hmm. thread that runs yep. through all of this. So it's like why? How did you get to Holocaust at the end? And it's like no, actually, Hagen Dazs um, is the uh, is the is the ice cream that is kosher. Hamantashen's like sets the stage mm -hmm. for this thread, mm -hmm. and it's like. So it's like you get the stream of consciousness, but it's also like very articulated, so put together. Yeah. And then, okay, so this is what really sold me on it. The sample. Do you know where the sample is from? No. I only realized I this today. It. I didn't look it up. Pixar's Up. The theme no of Up. <laughs> oh, my God. He, so <sighs> once you, once I'll play it here for, the, for everyone. Um, okay. But so it, essentially he, he pitches it lower. Mm -hmm. But once you hear it in high pitch, it's you'll. Are, are you familiar with that movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. But then like, and that specifically that theme is like heart wrenching. Um, but it's called Avion. It's about he he was inspired to write this uh, about migrating birds. He was walking watching a documentary about migrating birds essentially. So that's where this Avion mm -hmm. kind of and he talks about you know bird in the sky being high, but like the it's, like yeah. it's the movie Up. Like half mm -hmm. the movie takes place in the sky. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like so cool. Yeah. Um, this one sets the stage for me when we talked about the simultaneous swimming and flying metaphor that's really prevalent on swimming, how those parallels work together. When you talk about watching movies with the sound off and the turtle, the incredible, like the turtle movie, watching that while this song plays. So you're watching the turtles, watching the fish swimming, 
while the music's about flying, like that simultaneity yeah, yeah. really was captured back there. And, and I didn't even make that connection scene. up as a movie, watching movies at the sound mm-hmm, up, duh, mm-hmm. like, duh, okay. Yeah. And then it, it ties into the childhood thread that we kind of touched yes. on throughout the season oh, of like yes. being inspired by childhood art of it being kind of psychedelic and yep. then coming on the, the track with psychedelic lyrics like come, ugh, come on damn uh damn. so that's my we pick. gotta do we gotta that do might that have now. been that actually might might have needed to be higher like i that's don't know crazy. i just fell yeah. in love with that song all over today um it really clicked for me yeah that's a perfect one yeah all right yeah. next pick all right uh for me i can't not pick um i want to have some more fun Gonna pick another great banger, Diablo off Faces. Yeah, that was on my Love list. Love this too. damn song. The sample, yeah. the innocent, dun, 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 dun. so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this damn song. Yeah. Um, the the music video that they released, like the teaser version. I love watching that. Um, it's like so much fun. The he's spitting incredible bars. Okay, and Vince, and one of my favorites is probably Vince Staples' favorite. But if she don't love me, then just lie to me. Mac saying that, right. being that real. Vince yeah. Staples said that like as proof that Mac was a great rapper, and that's true to this day, forever. Diablo, that's the one. That's right. the one. Yeah. I love how like recognized Mac was from his peers. Mm-hmm. Like he got that he got the respect from people yeah. like Vince, which from someone like Vince, I don't think it's, it's necessarily five, easily so. gonna, mm-hmm. gonna get his respect, but um it's, no, you've got to earn it. For <laughs> yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, that's a great pick. My next pick is actually from um, Faces 2. It's Friends. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, we, I talked about this on our Faces episode. If <laughs> yes, you haven't you listened did, to yeah. that one, check it out. But um, I love this song. I don't need to go in too, too much. I love the Miles Davis sample. I love how he interacts with Miles Davis because mm-hmm. it ties into the whole like Friends hallucinogenics being in the sanctuary, losing track of time, like seeing ghosts and all this, like talking to Miles Davis uh, in the intro of the track is just like- So fire. Perfect. So like, good. And then like the sample that he chose, like is so hallucinogenic and mm-hmm. like kind of goofy, but in a dark way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the, obviously there's just bar after bar in the song, yes. but it really like for me, like encapsulates the environment of the sanctuary with people mm-hmm. coming in and out. Him staying close to friends, analyzing new faces, tying into the faces theme, like mm-hmm. not know, not knowing if it's day or night, and like I don't know, just for forever, even whatever reason, like if I think of faces, this is kind of like the song I feel like really kind of if I had to choose one song, I would choose this one to like kind of represent faces and what it is. True. Um. So yeah, that's that's my pick. I don't know what do you, did you what pick are we on? <laughs> we are on. We're going to be on pick seven. Seven? Okay. We're going to be on pick seven. Cool. And I'm still doing fine. You haven't... Yeah, I'm good. All right. Pick yeah, seven. You, yeah, you actually... You only took one of my songs. You took 2009. was the only one I had to take gotcha. off the board. Avian, Avian was going to be picked in the top nine. Okay. You got it. All right. Um, seven for me. I'm surprised you didn't pick it. I thought you might. Is Fight the Feeling featuring mm. Kendrick Lamar and Amon Amor. Yeah. I love this song. One thing that like going back, this made me realize is like I knew this song. Like this, like like two years ago, or whatever. Like I knew this one. Like it was stuck in my head. So like when I revisited it, I'm like, oh, I know this song. I know all of this. Yeah. I love it. I love the Running Man music video. If people have seen that, um, the hook is incredible. I love all the vocal textures. It's just like very dynamic. Him and Kendrick are doing like really cool stuff here. Yeah. And I think it's just so slick. 
Uh, you have to, I, I have to cut off the, like whatever last 45 seconds. I can't hear all the sex noises at the end. <laughs> Sorry. I can't Mac, please. I wish okay, you'd like, taken that off. Sex, sex noises on <laughs> any album. I'm like, we don't, we don't, do we need that? I don't know. Like we don't need that. We, we, we don't necessarily need, and i'm sure he had a great idea right and i think there's some talk of like divine feminine there's a version with like more sex noises than divine feminine already had mm. like come, i don't need them at the end of this that's I the reason it, it fell but like right. i love this song so much remove the last 45 seconds i could listen to fight the feeling on repeat forever yeah yeah all right good pick that's my seven all right um all right so we'll go back to swimming uh, so it goes Nice for my yeah. seventh pick. Um, again, I don't know how much I'm assuming if whoever's listening to this now has listened to the entire season. So I don't know how much I need to go into it, but there, I mean, just the title itself, like to end the project on, so it goes, it's, it's like, what's the use? It's like simultaneously mm-hmm. confronting death, but also like shrugging your shoulders at it right, right? like right. disregarding it but also acknowledging it and also like thinking it through and obviously singing mm-hmm. this through musically it's really cool it's like the only one he produced i think entirely by himself on circles john mm-hmm. bryan gets the keyboard credit at the end but um for the most part you know produced by mac himself um just i mean the chorus with you know, the community of people coming in As and that tying in together. Yeah, exactly. Just, mm-hmm. it's just the perfect way to wrap up the album. Obviously that outro is, I don't know, know what the word is anymore. Like mm-hmm. iconic is the wrong right. word. It's, uh, it's like 2009, like the ethereal, yeah. unspeakable almost. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's perfectly executed. It's conceptually spot on. It has the eerie quality of connecting to his real life and the tragedy. There's the backstory of him listening to it right before he passed, like all the weird stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, just weird, you know? Which um, is part of what makes, I think we can't acknowledge like part of what has made writing this one so tough is like sitting with that. Yeah. We love yeah. Mac sitting with all this, trying to understand it. You like in I don't know the way that I've been processing this is like I really don't throw away ideas like I try to like really consider every possibility so like just heaviness yeah but it is beautiful yeah yeah, yeah I think it's kind of off the topic but I just really appreciate because I guess it's because of the weird stuff like we and we said this on the on the show directly but it's like it's only weird it it's only has the connection to death because he thought about it seriously which is right. like. We could think about death. We could, because this is beautiful art. Right, have to consider this. Exactly. Yeah. What's the quote? Uh, I think I almost put it in the episode, but it's the quote. It's like only serious art contends. All serious art contends with death, or something, mm-hmm. something like that. I forgot There's what something the exact along those quote lines, is. Yeah. And it's just like he was so. He was unafraid of confronting all things. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, it does connect to his death because, like he was thinking seriously about life and death. Like he was, it was very, like a very complete holistic examination of what this is, what, what mm-hmm. life is, what, what are we right. doing here? Because part of and it so, is death. I don't know. So it's like, yeah, it's, is it, we, is it a weird connection or is it like, does it connect because it's true? Or just, right. 
shit just connects. And it Get connects. It, yeah. And it's like, it's going to connect because it's mm-hmm. true. Um, anyways, but so it goes encapsulates so much for me, obviously. And then the cool, like homophonic phrase of, so it goes in circles, which is just another oh, genius. Yeah. Like, how yeah. do you think of that? Um, mm-hmm. and obviously it's intentional. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a pinnacle max song, max song in my opinion. Um, it encapsulates so much about him as an artist. I feel like, um, so yeah 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 that's beautiful good pick all right we're on eight eight it's two more two more each two more to round out the the baseball team all right uh i picked eight <laughs> i picked this for like personal reasons kind of i picked break the law off good am mm. um this is the song that i heard in the locker room that made me reevaluate reevaluate mac mm. this is the song that made me because somebody else was playing good am this okay. is the song that made me go oh mac miller mm. And I like it like yeah. this. Okay. Let me go back and revisit everything. Yeah. This is the one that first, like for whatever reason, break the law was playing. I heard him say um, the best thing out of Pittsburgh since Clemente with the pirates and put a bitch down like old yeller. And I was like, all right, I got to go back. <laughs> I had something yeah. wrong. I have to go back now. And the fact that that, that, that for me, that this is what made me go back and this is what set everything off for me. So I have to pick it. I also think it's funny that, um, Mac has a genius explanation of that old yeller line, and it's just funny. He's like, you know, old yeller is a male dog. I took some poetic license, like that's like, <laughs> like that. He like that. He just like gave himself his own caveat, like makes fun of himself, right? With this like clever thing. I don't know. I love all it. his all his genius annotations are like that. None <gasps> of them are very serious. They're all you just gotta like, go back, folks. Yeah. You have to go back, find Mac's profile in Genius. Look at his verified commentary. It's incredible. Yeah. The oldest ones are crazy because like him in a backpack in a basement talking to like a potato phone. It's oh, insane. Wow. <laughs> I haven't gone back that far. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, all right, great. I like that one. Um, so Dang was going to be my next pick. Um, Ooh. So that one's off the board for me, but I did have it. Um, so we're going back to circles. I got to go with the song circles. Um, nice. Yep. I mean, I, again, like th- these are very weighted towards the, the early work or the later works. But it's like it's so hard when you do these seasons. I'm sure you know, obviously. Like you develop such a relationship with these songs mm-hmm. that obviously this is a subjective list, and so I'm going to be very drawn to the ones we spent months and months and months of our lives thinking right. about and talking about. Yeah. Um. Anyways, circles. You know, I think all that stuff I said about the listening of party applies in terms of a subjective. Um. So the subjective part of this pick, um, just hearing that opening line is just uh, a very vivid image that I'll remember forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful song. It's for me, like production wise, it was so weird to realize that it's like mostly just a bass guitar um, mm, true. that carries all the weight, you know, which is just not really a thing. Like he's playing chords on the bass, which you just don't hear all that often. And then Mac Miller and then John Bryan allowing it to, stay that you know he he mm-hmm. said that this is what he played me all i added was uh a brush symbol and i forgot something else a vibraphone like a mm-hmm. very light vibraphone um so just like i don't know there's something about his circles specifically the production on there it's what i love about very talented artists and musicians is without formal training is that they find very creative ways to make songs in a way that you could never make a song if you had training. Like mm. to me, circles kind of embodies that where 
yeah, if you're formally trained, I'm not sure you would ever like sit down on a bass, play chords, and then think that was enough to make a whole entire song. song out. But he did, and it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and it works, and it's it's perfect. And um, so I, I appreciate that from a production standpoint. Again, there's the intimacy factor that, you know, with these later works, it's really hard to make a song as intimate as Circles, as intimate as Once a Day, where you're right. stripped down, you're singing when you're not very comfortable with singing, um, and there's nowhere to hide in the production, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of music hides behind the production, you know, um, but there's a vulnerability, obviously the lyrics, but I think it's, you know, double impactful because of the production is so reductive and so just bare and just nowhere to hide. Right. Um, obviously there's obviously the, the ties to conceptually circles and the musical circle and all that. Uh, and I didn't realize the circle, it's, the song itself was actually a circle too. Right. Um, and again, I don't know if he's doing that stuff intentionally. I think he is, but it's there. Mm-hmm. So it hits all the boxes for me, what I look for in music, especially from Mac. Uh, so there, There's something about, like, for me, that first chord, that first note of circles that really sets my mind at ease. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes writing this season, I would work myself into, like, almost like anxiety, like panic, like really, like, frenzied mind states. And one like thing that I would do and kept returning to was like, just start circles, mm. like, and then like allow the album to take you. But like that first note, for whatever reason, I, personally speaking, really sets my entire body like it. Like I just like feel at ease. Mm. Like it, it helps like unlock something for me, um, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. 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 All right. So your last pick, the ninth pick. All right. Cool. I get to pick a cool one. Um, I had like three options of like something I was going to try and unearth for this, but I'm going to go ahead and pick one of my favorite like experimental things Mac did. Uh, Grandpa used to carry a flask featuring Mac Miller by Delusional Thomas off the Delusional Thomas mixtape. Okay, I'm not. I don't know this song at all, so explain it to me. So Delusional Thomas is this project where he is embodying this character who is like the most evil character ever, yeah. and then it's got like ties with Mac. But it's also like a warped Mac, and he has like this warped voice. This is the last song on the project, and just like uh, another project that does a featuring, uh, because internet featuring. Okay, anyways, um, but he's got him, <laughs> Delusional Thomas featuring Mac Miller. So yeah. what happens is the voice of Delusional Thomas rapping, then Mac comes in, and they're like talking, and there's like a line with like having conversations with myself, getting into arguments, and him exploring identity. And like the most evil parts of ourself are still a part of you. You have dark thoughts. Yeah. You have bad impulses. Process them. Be with them. Be honest about it. When we talk about like the honesty of Mac, like if we all tried to be as honest as Mac is, this is one of the moments where he does it. And it's in this like experimental little project that people have to go search out and find. Right. And it's crazy. I love all the side projects he did. Do not get mad at me for not doing you. Okay. Do not get like folks. Don't get (laughs) mad at me at home. All right. This is the one I (laughs) pick. But like, I love it. And the way that they, the voices kind of weave together and they kind of really come together as one by the end. And there's like static noises and other like accoutrement like that's kind of adding to like this really cool process. It's like a really cool art piece. And I'm really glad that Mac had the ability and the freedom to experiment and explore with all this stuff. So Delusional Thomas is not like a project I'm going to listen to every day, but I love it. And I love this song and I can't not talk about this song on 
our season. So this is the last pick. Yeah, those, I, I loved that he had the, the he just created outlets for himself to experiment. I love that. I wish more artists would do that um, mm-hmm. because it whatever those it's like the process is seems even more important than like the output of it, right? Which right. I think he understood because yes. he didn't yes. like market it as a thing, right? It was mm-hmm. like he was kind of hiding behind some of the aliases, mm-hmm. but all that stuff like obviously fuels the next project, yes. the next and you know, faces like this is right. faces era, yeah. So important, yeah. So crucial for the masterpieces that we got. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Not to make this about Kendrick, but I really hope Nick Kendrick's next album oh, is we've like. We talked about this. We need we need the fucking weird experimental because he's yes. he has it in him. He's We've, so weird. He's so weird, and it comes in flashes. Um, you know, like we'll hear it in flashes and songs. Mm-hmm. Even like Untitled, Unmastered, I think goes places that. that he hasn't gone like mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. in his normal albums. And I'm I just hope, I hope. Like it's gonna do well no matter what it is. I, I just hope it's just. I hope it's like his Yeezus, whatever. Not, yeah, not sound yeah. like Yeezus, but like that just, approach. I just hope it's not. I want to have no idea what to think. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to be uncomfortable when I'm listening exactly, to it for yeah. the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, but that's what so, Nick did. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so my nice final pick, I guess maybe in the same vein, it's gonna be Funeral. Um, nice. Yeah, kind of end on a dark, darker note here, but there's something about this song that's again it ties into him just being well, just cool. Like conceptually, he has this like little short story or something in the in the middle, you know, mm. right in the middle of faces mm-hmm. uh, with you know, happy birthday, wedding, funeral, and then Diablo right after as like the afterlife type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the the production is just so haunting. Um, he's just very confessional. Um, I love the detail of like a song called funeral using an organ as its main instrument, obviously organs being like attached to funerals. Um, it's not in the, the streaming version, but there's the Hunter S Thompson quote at at the end of the mixtape version that says, I know what happens to me, you and everyone else when they Mm -hmm. die. It's this passage around the great loop. Mm-hmm. The great yep. loop, like uh-huh. yeah, perfect circles, swimming in circles. <laughs> like he's been thinking about this forever. Yes, he was. Um, and just I don't know. It, I love I love this song. It's a dark song, but you know I'm okay with that. I'm I'm I love when music takes me to those these places mm-hmm. that you just don't go uh, every day. So that'll be my final pick. I'm curious to know the leftovers of your list. Just rattle them off. The ones that you had, just in case I took too many of yours. No, you didn't take too many of mine. Um, I guess leftovers had like doodling in the key of C sharp, which is mm. another like Lucy yeah. you have to go find. Uh, everybody off circles, which is perhaps my first listen. That was my favorite, and just the cover we didn't talk about it. Um, and then just a couple. I would have liked to talk about Kool Aid and frozen pizza, which is yeah. great off Kids, yeah, and I loved yeah. going back to Kids. And then um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say the name Turkey Love. We have to say it on dissect. <laughs> All right, cool. But I didn't pick it. If, but we have to say. If you've it. ever never heard Turkey Love, gotta go talk Cam, about Turkey Love. <laughs> let's play a little bit of it here, and then no. I need you to. I need you to explain what Turkey Love is. Turkey, Turkey Love is like you want to hear Mac Miller have fun for twenty minutes, right? You want to so hear somebody. It's a twenty-minute un- song about uninhibited what? Mac going off. <laughs> My favorite is how he talks about this woman. 
you know, having relations with every rapper that comes through town, but not Schoolboy Q. No, <laughs> no Schoolboy Q, none. No, and, and he's like, and I get it. You don't want to go to school. That's, I yeah. love the. I love their friendship. I love Schoolboy. God, Turkey Love is so wonderful to return to. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, my kind of leftovers was Wings, Colors and Shapes, uh, Hand Me Downs. I actually wish I was able to talk about Hand Me Downs. We talked about it a lot, and we had Barrel on, and that's that was a beautiful, really special. Yeah, um, beautiful uh, talk. Dunno. Yeah. Dino's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Nike's on my feet. Kool Aid and frozen pizza, like you know, we yeah. did like three songs about shoes before Nike's on my feet. That's oh, one really? of the funniest things to me. Is like if you go back to like the earth, like my Macanani, like high life. There's like J- Jordans on my feet. She's wearing <laughs> Nikes, and then finally Nikes on my feet. He gets it right. Like, <laughs> so, we talk about Mac experimenting and growing. It's like look at the shoe songs. Look at the old shoe songs. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, give us a recap, one through nine. Uh, of, Got, your draft board. of mine? I have mine. Yeah. All right. I went 2009, Dang, Woods, Best Day Ever, music video, hopefully, What's the Use, Diablo, Fight the Feeling, Break the Law, and Grandpa Used to Carry a Flask featuring <laughs> Mac Miller. Perfect. All right. So I went Once a Day, Good News, Come Back to Earth. No, I did Perfect Circle, Come Back to Earth. Avion, Friends, So It Goes, Circles. Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, pretty good, but obviously there's so many songs we left off. a million songs, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean, send us your your favorite nine if you want on social media, or you can drop it in the chat if you're in the the green room, or just tell us your favorite song. uh, In the chat, who won? In the chat, who won? Oh, yeah. Who's got the most gems, actually? Oh, Oh, true. Where the gems going to be? You have three more than I do. Yeah. The people have spoken. (laughs) (laughs) The people have spoken. Um, All right. So we're, Michael says, don't end this, please. We're not ending it, actually. We're just going to transfer now. Um, Me and Cam actually have been on Zoom, so we can actually look at each other, and we've been recording on our professional mics. We're going to actually now go and listen to each other using green room. We're going to take some questions. So if anyone in green room has a question for us, um, you can request to be a speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, just raise your hand. There's a little hand icon. We're going to take some questions. Uh, if you want to pair your question with your favorite song uh, quickly, just list the song just for time's sake. Uh, that'd be great. You can also drop a question in the, in the chat, although they go by kind of quick, so I'm not sure we'll get to all those. Um, and we're going to take some questions. And then after the questions, we're going to hear um, the rest of the listener submissions. Uh, not you guys in the green room, but people listening at home now on Spotify. We're going to be dropping the rest of the listener submissions um, that you heard a piece of in the finale uh, after these questions. So, okay, so let's uh, take some requests. We got. Sven, I think his name is Sven Pierce. Hopefully I got that right. Sven, you there? Yes, sir. Can you all hear me? Yep, yep. Okay, so my number one question for you guys, and firstly, I just want to say thank you both um, for taking the time to actually dissect these two albums. Uh, These two albums are very meaningful to me, and they've helped me through a lot. Um, But my question is, like, if you had to pick one line um that mac miller you know stated like what can you relate to the most 
for me, it's uh, like there's a whole lot more waiting for me on the other side from good news. Whew. Yeah, I mean, that's a great pick. Um, yeah. Cam, I don't know. Do you got anything that comes off the top? I mean, it's kind of – it's difficult. Like I always thought about this too. Like what what piece of wisdom do you pick from Mac? Um, I think I go with it is what it is till it ain't. I yeah, think the, that's going to be mine too, actually. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, but I got the first pick again. Uh, <laughs> um, I think when you think about that quote, when you think about the relationship between him and Thundercat, when you talk about that Thundercat album, it is what it is, which also, thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to talk about um, Fair Chance on the Hurt Feelings episode, but um, it's really it really sticks with me, and I do remind myself that quote a lot. And I do think about that a lot. So that one's, I think, the one that sticks. Yeah, I think I would just piggyback on what you said because I, it's not specific to that quote either, right? Like mm-hmm. you could find the same concept in what's the use. Mm-hmm. You could find the same concept in so it goes. Um, even the just the mantra of swimming in circles. Like mm-hmm. I think it was evident in a few phrases. Uh, so for thinking conceptually about, yeah, a line, I think, I can choose either or any of those that we just listed. Um, and that would be my, definitely my biggest takeaway from these albums, the season and probably Max entire discography, just landing where he landed before he passed was just a beautiful place to yeah. land. You know, yeah. obviously we would like to have seen it continue, but like where he got to in his 26 years is uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, way farther than what I think I could ever get to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy, you know. Like twenty six is not. I mean, Cam, you're younger than twenty six. I'm. I just turned twenty six. Oh, you just turned twenty six. I, so I did like, just turn twenty six. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I just remember myself at twenty six. I mean, you, Cam, are very much farther along than I was. Um, See, when I think about it, my learning experience this year has been like you're there. It's just a matter of like seeing it that way mm. for all of us is right. how I've seen it. I mean, maybe that's crap. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> but like for me, the thing that I've tried to remind myself is like that you can be there right, right. now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, man. Um, thank, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to ask you that question. Um, again, just thank you both for taking the time to, you know, dissect a couple of albums that have helped me through a lot of, of struggle myself. And, uh, I, you know, I just can't say thank you enough. So I'll talk to you guys again soon, hopefully. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll do George Lazaro next. Hi. Um, it's actually Jorge Lazaro. Oh, sorry. Uh, (laughs) um, Oh, first of all, I wanted to say thank you for, um, like dissecting this, like, um, like swimming in circles, like that. The whole both albums m- meant a lot to me, like, and uh, it just helped through a difficult time. But uh, I wanted to ask why. Uh, okay, uh, why wasn't what was your thought on thoughts on the song right, and why didn't it make the cut? Yeah, um, it's the so, deluxe circles. So I know we yeah. tried to keep it to the original album when our original talk. I also know that we couldn't keep the season going so long when it came to circles. Yeah. Is there any other reasons? There, I mean, there was tough choices. I mean, it, the it thinking 
And also ending on once a day, I think was important. That's my big thing was like for the scope of this project, which was, you know, heavily weighted towards swimming and then, you know, kind of a mini series on circles just for the logistical reasons of the show. Um, You know, there's obviously tough decisions to be made, not just about right uh, was about a lot of songs on circles uh, that I think we would both have liked to do. Yes. but yeah, the clean ending of Once a Day, it being like for me in my mind, bonus songs aren't a part of the album. If that, not to be harsh on them, but it's they weren't. You know, I think about the same thing with Kendrick Lamar's like Good Kid, Mad City. There's a deluxe version of that with extra songs, but Compton is the end of Good Kid, mm-hmm. Mad City. Like that right. is the end of that. That's the end of the story. That's the end of the album. And I feel like to me, at least with the connections we made with Once a Day. And how it connects to circles and and it connects to all to swimming. That's like, the album. It was that was the album, and that yeah. just seemed like the natural spot. Not 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 to discredit any of the songs. Um, I mean, I want to talk about floating. I want to talk about Thundercat some more. But yeah. or even like um, <laughs> the little EP that he put out before swimming. Like yeah, those the songs are great too. Small World's Buttons programs. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that that was that was the thinking behind that. All right. Well, for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jorge. Yeah, Thank cool. You. Thanks, man. All right, let's jump to let's go with Jonathan Jonathan David. I'm not gonna pronounce your last name. Jonathan. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey. Hey, y- y'all hear me all right? Yep. Yep. Hey. Hey, I just want to say obviously, you know, you get this a lot, but thanks so much for the hard work on these uh on this, you know, dissection. You know, this album or these two albums mean a lot to, you know, a lot of people. And it was just mm-hmm. really special. So I thank you guys for that. But, um, Appreciate that, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, but my question to y'all, and actually, I just thought of it, <laughs> but uh, I thought of it because I kind of thought of, I like asked myself this question a lot after, you know, like listening to these two albums. But I was curious that like after dissecting Swimming in Circles, do you guys have any like different outlook on life or art itself? I think for me, um, Yes. I think every, I walk away from every season with some kind of wisdom that I attempt to apply in in my daily life. Obviously, um, not always successful, but there's always one thing I'll take away and think about. Um, And I think for me with this album was exactly what we just talked about in regards to like trying to find a a single line. Um, And that's just being okay trying to accept every moment, try to, when you are in the bad times, accept the bad times, understanding mm-hmm. the importance and the relevance of them, understanding the balance and just trying to be present, um, which Mac with himself seemed to be attempting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, even like the cyclical nature of, of highs and lows, you know, that going around in circles, feeling like, I guess also like reconceptualizing like what progress is even, yeah. you know, like you think of progress like linearly a lot of the times where it's like, I'm going to be here. And then when I get to point Z, I'm going to be here. And it's like, no, it's not quite like that. Like you're going to go, hopefully the trajectory overall, if you zoom out far enough is like an ascending one in terms of happiness, mental health, all that. But when you're in the thick of it, when you're in present mm-hmm. in the moment, it's like, 
no, it's not going to be a straight line, right? Like, right. It, and you kind of have to like come to that understanding, and just it helps you during the anxious times or whatever. Like, if you're able to kind of fall back on that, you know, it does help. Like, it kind of sets your mind a little bit at ease in those moments. I don't know. What about you, Cam? I, I think that's a, a massive part of it too. But like, when you try to like think of your life as like growth it can make you panic when you think like, oh, I'm going back a bit or regressing a bit. Right. But like when you can start to identify the patterns, start to look at your life and be more present with it. I think a big thing for me was presence this season. Um, like I, when looking at Max influences or trying to figure out what they were, like for instance, like the Be Here Now, Ram Dass, like I read it. Like mm. I really was taking that in and I think that's something that's going to last with you. Also, just a continued relationship with Max's work because this is kind of, I, I imagine this is the first like dissect work where the artist is no longer with us. Yeah. But the relationship with the music exists as long as the music is listened to. And so in that way, it's its own form of like an eternal thing. It's its own yeah. form of an infinity. And being able to live that and really think through that, uh, kind of has reshaped my view of like looking ahead at my own life and everybody else's kind yeah. of, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you for the question. That was good. All right. Let's, uh, we'll head up to Lulu Smith. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, well, first of all, I think I speak for everyone when I just, you know, thank you for creating this beautiful season. Um, I've been wanting to, you know, get some Mac on dissect for a while. So I'm just, I'm very grateful that you guys did this, but um, I have a, I have two questions, but I'll get to my most pressing one. And it's how did you decide on doing, how did you decide on um, choosing Mac as well as why did you pick these two albums? Yeah, I'll toss it to you in a second here, Cam. Okay. I think I would just say, cause Cam is largely responsible for it, but Mac was, by far i think he was double the most requests from dissect listeners than the next closest artist so the demand was there yeah. um that forced me not to say i wasn't planning on doing mac at some point but in terms of like why it came now like that was a big part of it um and then cam having worked with him for season seven for because the internet and wanted to work with him again you know he was very interested in doing mac um and I guess I'll toss it to you, Cam, from there. Um, yeah, I wanted to do Mac. People want to, to talk about Mac. I think what's happening, which is really incredible to see too, is like people are still processing his amazing work and people are kind of still sitting with everything that we've experienced with him. And I'm looking forward, like, because I wanted to do Dissect on Mac. I wanted to be able to like process the work to experience this with listeners. The thing that I'm almost most looking forward to is the people that take whatever tiny step we took and do more. The people that are able to talk about more of Mac's work. The people that are able to do more analysis, figure out more ideas about this. Because I think it's there. Yeah. A big part of the season was like, there is unfortunately, and because of like recency, there's not enough scholarship on his work. There's not enough, like, everybody loves it. We all talk about it in these ways, but I am really looking forward to the continued exploration of what he left us because it's here forever. And this is just one step into like what's next. And that's really exciting for me. Yeah. And I think part of it too was timing. Like I, yeah. 
definitely didn't want to do it too close to his passing. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think we needed to let circles breathe a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe it's their most recent album, aside from the Blackest King miniseries, I think it's probably it the most recent album we've done, yep. especially, definitely Circles and even probably Swimming. Um, so, I think Damn is close too. Dan was 2017 though, so okay, yeah, it yeah. was right there. Um, so yeah, I always like to let the work breathe, you know, at least a year or two, um, just to kind of let it set into the culture, I guess. Um, I think Kendrick's next album might be the only exception to that because <laughs> as soon as he puts it out, I'm probably going to start on it. But right. um, but yeah, uh, that was that was kind of the thinking behind that. Great, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, let's, uh, let's hit up Corey. Corey, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. You guys can hear me? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I'll start. I'm a huge Mac fan. Um, I found out about the season and have since dived into other seasons. I know Cole's mentioned a lot of the Kendrick stuff. I'm in the middle of uh, the damn season now. And Cam, I love a lot of the research you've done and stuff you've talked about with Mac. So... My question I really wanted to get at you guys kind of goes along with what Lulu said. Where do you guys stand with the estate releasing any future projects? Or do you think that his uh, catalog at this point is at a basis where it's, you know, strong and you don't want to see additional projects added after this double series? Or even in today's episode, you talked about the Till Infinity thing. Where do you guys stand with that as far as wanting it out, as far as thinking it's, you know, a good addition to the catalog and, and I'll let you kind of tell me what you think. Yeah. For me, um, I would say more than any other scenario, I trust the estate to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. So knowing how they treated circles, um, knowing a little bit about of the behind the scenes about that process, I can just say like there is a very, very, very careful consideration about all things Mac. Um, so that would be my first answer. I think I'm most curious about projects that seem to have been done that were never released. I think Cam, you probably mm. have some like the mad lib. Sli- what was it? Mac lib, Mac lib, Mac lib. Uh, collaboration, which mm-hmm. someone said it was done. I can't remember who, do you remember who mad libs kind of like Ma- it's ready. Like, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. He plays bits of it at sets. Yeah, so it's like okay, that would be cool. Um, yeah. There's, 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 uh, there's another one that I was thinking of that someone said. Oh, the ninety-two Tell Infinity, which mm, was Infinity. A, Tell Infinity was. Uh, I don't know if it was done, but it was definitely worked on a lot. Yeah, there's Thundercat music that Thundercat has said exists. Like Thundercat yeah. said, like that they've done an entire album at one point or something, like a whole project. There's nothing that I love more on this earth than Thundercat and Mac. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I want, obviously want that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. I, I think that, I, and I also think that, like, we obviously all want this music. I think that nothing, perhaps, and like, I don't know, perhaps I can't make this statement. There's nothing more important than Mac's family. Yeah. And the people that knew Mac. And I love and trust everything that they've done. And that ultimately is what matters to me more than anything. Um, is their well-being and how they feel about all of this stuff. So ultimately, you know, whatever they want is what I think is right. 
personally. Uh, someone else said uh, Mac DeMarco and Mac Miller. Yeah, well, yeah, they have stuff. And Mac Miller's on a bit of um, Here Comes a Cowboy, or at least he was like involved in that. I don't know what's ever going to happen with that. Yeah. I, I obviously love them both. That would be cool. Oh, well, thank you, guys. I appreciate both your input. Cam, I'm with you with the Mac and Thundercat. When I saw that, I think it was a tweet where he just said, it exists. I, oh, my God, man, my heart <laughs> went out. I know. I know. And I'm still waiting for it. But, no, the, the family definitely, you know, should do what's right for, for everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys, and I look forward to whatever season's next, man. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, that reminds me too. If you want to drop in the chat, who do you think we should do next on Dissect? I'm always curious to know what people are interested in. Um, let's go ahead and take uh, Michael Rodriguez. What's up, Michael? How you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good evening. Hey. Uh, well, I mean, longtime listener. So just wanted to say, you know, I, I really appreciate all your guys' hard work and time. Um, I try to spread the podcast like around everywhere. I tell everyone, if you guys aren't even a Mac Miller fan or if you guys like Kendrick Lamar or Kanye, like you guys have done some stuff before, I'm like, you guys got to listen to it because you guys put in so much hours. Like you guys deserve all the recognition that you guys can get. Um, but I wanted to jump in. I mean, Corey took my question <laughs> about the three part uh, albums, but I mean, let's make, let's, let's make this a fun question. Who is your favorite Mac like alter ego like one of his alter egos mm. like who's your favorite one and why it's a good question Kim. i'm gonna go ahead and say delusional thomas just pick up where i left off from the from the draft but like i mean it's kind of like it's fun it's crazy it's wild it's very experimental it's also kind of brave to do that to be like yeah here's like this terrible creature that i can create and it, it feels like mf doomish like which is very fun so i i obviously very much enjoyed that project yeah yeah. It or is, maybe Parson is, Brown. Uh, which oh, we didn't yeah. get to talk enough about, but God, I wanted yeah. Parson Brown is such an amazing potential thing. And also if our like theory about it that we've talked about on the episode is correct, I wish somebody would talk about it. Somebody Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I'd be interested to see where that one went because he was just getting started with that on yeah. swimming. Yeah. So I think yeah, I mean for me it's gotta be Larry Fisherman. Um yeah it's Mac as producer. So I'm a production guy. I'm a musician. Like that's going to be, and it seems like he reserved the Larry Fisherman production tag to the more experimental stuff. Um, the more mixtape oriented stuff where, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just love that he was playing with these different identities and kind of allowed himself to explore. Like we talked about earlier, uh, specifically musically, um, I think his production style, you could see the evolution of it one, but also like when you hit something like faces where it's like very raw, definitely still like a raw as a producer, someone like start to finish is, is not going to give you like a polished production, like a, I don't know, name your Pharrell or mm-hmm. whoever, um, you know, still had a voice, you know, um, still had a very distinct voice on something like faces, like what other albums sounds like faces, like can't really name one. And it's, and it has a sound, right? Like it's, it's not all over the place. It's very concise. Um, at least in my, my years. Um, so I think that's gotta be my answer. 
just the him experimenting as producer, le- kind of learning on the job in a lot of ways, you know? I think people forget, like, when you start as a lyricist, I mean, I guess it's different now. It seems like more people now are everything all at once because mm-hmm. you kind of have to be these days. You have to be producer. You have to be lyricist. You have to be singer, r- rapper, and then even like a marketer. You have to make TikTok videos. Sure, you and like all. You have to do it all, I think. But Mac was still doing it in a time where it wasn't so common and he was i think he kind of came into production later you know and i think him learning on the job was important and having outlets for that was important um and to me like that's another reason why i love swimming in circles so much because as a producer i feel like it shows so much of that evolution and where he landed was in a really really complete beautiful spot as a musician as a producer yeah, I, I agree with both of you. And I mean, on my take, I'm a big Larry Lovestein. I love the <laughs> fact that he yeah. he always says that he's not a singer, but all he does is sing. And <laughs> if he incorporates jazz, like jazz, you don't even have, you know, like a like a, like a straight beat with jazz. It's everywhere. But the way he just used everything and the way he sings with such confidence, even though he says he doesn't have it, I just... That right there is like if he's getting out of his comfort zone, like that's raw, that's true for him, and that that's one of my favorite ones. Um, but then also to piggyback off of Seven earlier, um, one of my favorite lines that will forever stay with me is "A life ain't a life till you live it," mm-hmm. and that got me thinking so much. Where I'm like, man, I don't want to, I don't know what I want to do with my life. But, and I thought to myself, you know what? It's because you haven't done enough. And mm-hmm. I feel like when I heard Max say "A life ain't a life till you live it," I'm like, you know what? He's right got to be out there you got to put yourself out there even if it makes you feel uncomfortable and yeah and yeah but thanks guys cam and cool i appreciate what you guys have done you know i can speak for everybody that you guys you guys killed it with these two seasons and you know looking forward to the next one cool man thank appreciate you. it cool thanks thank guys. very much all right we got gabe uh gabe hansen what's up man hey how are you guys doing hey gabe how you doing, doing? good i'm doing pretty good myself um, I was just going to ask you, this is my first time watching your podcast after listening to your whole swimming podcast. And my question was, like, what's your favorite outro from any of his songs? Because mine were always Jet Fuel and Small Worlds. Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, I love that question, actually. Yeah, that is such a good question. I've, off the top, I mean, I would probably would have said this, but you did say it. Jet Fuel is... Yeah. Talk about now. like a twist ending of sorts. Now is only now, yeah. And getting to this, you're high in the sky, jet fuel, and then crystallizing that with some like this very out of nowhere, beautiful, I don't know, like uh, heavenly production mm-hmm. and lyrics and singing and auto tune and uh, like wh- how. Um, right. I don't know. That's a great one. That's a good. I'm trying to think of other ones. Like, I mean, I don't know. Just like. Uh, self care. I'm thankful. Sorry. I'm thankful that yeah. for self care's outro. Um, I think I've talked about my weird relationship with self care enough. Um, but <laughs> like the beginning part freaks me out. Um, and the outro does help me get to something worth or something resembling like uh, calm at least or like understanding. Perfecto too. Yeah, perfecto. But perfecto, the outro kind of uh, scares me. Also, I don't know. I love I it. Know. Yeah. I yeah, it's it. great. It's, it's yeah. it is haunting though. I love his yeah. use of outros. When we talk about like the simultaneity of different things and like showing all these different modes, like I love the way he was using outros on swimming. Yeah. It's really cool construction. I tried to do like math on them 
one time. I was like, right. okay, let's see if yeah. there's like some mathematical cool thing he's doing. And I was like looking <laughs> Mac, at them forever, but there Mac wasn't. Mac wasn't like that. I don't think Mac was. He wasn't. I was kind of yeah. like trying to find it and it just wasn't there. But the outros were, were perfect. They're really cool, yeah. I mean, so it goes as, has an outro. Like, uh, yeah, oh, geez. Right? Yeah. Right? Maybe that's, right? that's got to be my answer. It's got to be the be one. <laughs> we're looking at the other ones, but like it's so it goes, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of these are hard off the top, but um, yeah, so it goes. Holy, yeah, that's got to yeah. be it. Actually, small worlds too. Like mm-hmm. just to to switch it to a, essentially a jazz song at the end. Like, yeah, really cool. That's a good question, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think the thing that makes Mac Miller so great is that he's so genuine, and especially in his outros. So I just mm. had that question. Thank you guys so much. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. All right, Walt. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? What's up? Um, Cam, I appreciate if you're on the East Coast, you are up far past a teacher's bedtime. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> I'm currently in um, undergrad for English education. Cool. Um, and we talk about all the time how you're joining the conversation rather than starting your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you guys do a really good job of um, kind of making it clear that a lot of what you're saying is speculation and not all of it can be proven. And that's a good thing. And mm-hmm. especially because you referenced that Mac wanted that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you draw that line though, between what is speculation and what you can solidify as fact or close to fact? Cam, go for it. It's all because of the internet. There's, I don't know, like the navigating the relationship between these things to me is like one of my foundational things, I think, if I can say that it is. But like, yeah, I love navigating that space. I don't know if you can ever say any of our interpretation is objective. And I'm honestly not even looking for that. Yeah. It's all about the connections you make. So my hope when writing is to try to show every connection possible to think critically about like the ones that might be there, the ones that might be intended and then to explore the spaces where we can then make different connections. Um, that's always my hope. That's always like why I personally, like I think takes so long on some of this stuff is cause I'm like trying to think of like every single thing I can think of. Um, but yeah, I like seeing all the different connections. So I don't know. Your question is an interesting one and I don't know if there's an answer. Is that all that's a long way to say that yeah i think uh i think we're generally on the same page i think you definitely think more thoroughly than me i definitely know that <laughs> that's not <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for sure i mean that's why i like working with you um i'm i definitely write faster than you so my th- my approach is uh, I'm a turtle like i'm so slow <laughs> well my approach is like it's, it's like yeah it's all subjective like there's yeah. i mean unless there's the artist there you know we never had the artist on the show so far and um, you know, so it can, nothing's objective, like really nothing, mm-hmm. unless you're even if they a fact. said what it meant, even, even if that, they were yeah. like said something, I would still say that's not it to me. That's just, I, that's yeah, I think what, what we try to do on the show is make very informed, subjective guesses or you know, explorations. I, I, I pride ourselves on the research, uh, that, that goes into the show. You did the majority of that cam on this season, but you know, every no matter the season, the research process is pretty tedious. You know, no, like Cam said, no stone left unturned. So fun. When it comes, 
to the research process. The I'm in the middle of the next. I'm in the middle of the research phrase of the the next series. Sounds uh, so good. It's reminding me of how much I love doing the research and just listening to everything the artist has said that you can find to inform when. So when you do go into the analysis, you know, a few weeks after the research process, you at least have some. Uh, foundation that's mm-hmm. credible that comes directly from the source of the material and then from there yeah I mean it really is all subjective and if if there's some way to like count what the most commonly used word on dissect is aside from <laughs> juxtaposition juxtaposition uh, is is seems like mm-hmm. it's in almost every sentence it seems like mm-hmm. blah 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 or may, it, perhaps it's this like there's a lot of like subtle words that i hope make it feel like we're not trying to tell you exactly this is the answer it's like no this is kind of like what it feels like based on my thought process based on the research etc so yeah but it is i think the conversation sorry the conversational aspect is something that i think about a lot you're in conversation with the art Mm -hmm. right it's going to give you as much as you give it um Mm -hmm. and that's that's always been my approach from day one is like, yeah, you're in conversation with it. I I definitely noticed maybe just cause I was more aware of it, but this season, especially you, maybe this was again, just because I was more aware of it, but that it seems, or it could be interpreted that I, mm-hmm. I was noticing that a lot more. So it's certainly present. I would say there was extra caution taken with yes. this season. <laughs> yes there was for a lot of different reasons yeah. out of respect and i'm happy of, about that yeah yeah out of yeah. uh you just don't know and when it comes to something like drug use or knowing his past like there was just a lot to consider that we mm-hmm. wanted to be very as as respectful as humanly possible so that's right. why it probably felt like there was more mm-hmm. awesome um i appreciate you both the damn season put my mom on to Kendrick Lamar. Oh, so nice. I, that. I love, that. I, love um, that. I say all the time that we are professional thread pullers in the English profession. So I appreciate you guys pulling on all the threads for us. Cool. Thank you, Walt. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Taylor Davis. Taylor, what's up? How's it going? Hey, guys. Uh, Loved the season of Dissect. Loved all the past seasons. Big fan. Um, I think you guys have done a great job with this forum as well tonight. Uh, Happy to be a part of it. Uh, My question was taken earlier, so I'll switch to... uh, It seems like you're in the research portion of the next season. When could we maybe expect the season to debut? Um, So it's actually not going to be a full season. I'm doing a mini-series on something. Um, essentially buying time till ne- Kendrick's next album. <laughs> yeah. Which is going to no, have that um, rolling loud, apparently. God. Ugh. Really? <laughs> Did you see this? In- oh, I, I was wondering if you had seen this announcement before we got on air. Oh, no. Ro- he's headlining rolling loud and rolling loud's like, if Kendrick's headlining, you know what that means. Yeah. What? What's the, what's the date? Uh, July. Okay. 24th. I can't remember. There was another show that was overseas. There is the Italian um, one, right? Where he's saying it's I don't, can't remember. Milano. Can't remember. Sounds, it sounds like a summer album, though. So yeah. if that's July, I would guess probably, yeah, summer. He he seems to release around those times every time. So yeah, cool. 
we know it's coming anyways um so the next season will be out in april uh the next series will be out in april and i pretty much gave it away on social media a few times what? if you have if you what? have uh <laughs> discerning eyes um <laughs> i pretty much gave it away like multiple times <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna be different it's a it's a new one for dissect i'll say that all right thank you appreciate it thank man. you all right well thanks everyone that's still here in the chat um we're gonna sign off now but really appreciate you guys sticking around thank you cam for staying up almost i think what midnight it's almost midnight time now Woohoo! <laughs> gonna have like a five hour sleep and then go teach Woo! Oh, let's go Sorry thank you that. thank you for having me cole this is great thank you to all the the wonderful people here this has been wonderful yeah it's been really good and obviously it goes without saying thank you for your work this entire year uh we're about to get Thanks. back on the saddle with the next one together. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cole, thank, and Cole, thank you. And the people should know this. I can't do this without you, Cole. I really appreciate all the help this year. This has been really great. So thank you. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. yeah. Joey and I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. These two albums for me embody the human experience and the constant changes that come with it. I think that Max shows us the entire range of emotion and feelings that we do experience can be a beautiful thing and we can learn from our past patterns to better be present and enjoy the life and people that make up the right now. Uh, thank you, Cole, and the entire Dissect crew for putting this together and giving this beautiful project the recognition it deserves. Hey guys, my name is Janet and I am from Seattle and I have loved this um, season's episodes on Mac Miller's Swimming in Circles. It's a concept that really resonated with me and when swimming first debuted, I was going through the most difficult period of my life and by the time that Circles debuted, I felt like I was starting a new chapter, that I had a bit of a rebirth and so I actually got my first tattoo earlier this year, Swimming in Circles to just remind me that everything begins again. Hi Dissect, my name is Luke and I'm from Ireland. Like Mac, I deal a lot with overthinking, but his music, especially swimming in circles, has truly allowed me to slow down and be more thoughtful about the people and things around me. Mac is a lifeline to me and I'm thankful every day for him. So I couldn't think of a better way of honoring his legacy than seeing Dissect doing a deep dive into his two masterpieces. I like this season being over and losing Mac. I try to remember. Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. This is Chase from the neighborhood of Mount Washington overlooking the city of Pittsburgh. I'm the kind of kid who was lucky enough to grow up blasting Mac's early mixtapes in my mom's old SUV while cruising around with my high school friends. It was complete debauchery. As we grew older and more introspective, so did Mac's music. I think that Mac initially gave us what we wanted so that he could eventually give us what we needed. And swimming in circles is exactly what I needed at this point in my life. Cole, thanks for helping me to realize that the Kool-Aid and frozen pizza was just the tip of the iceberg. Just one unimaginably small point on the complete circle. Hey, I'm Levi from Little Rock, Arkansas, and I just wanted to pay tribute to Mac and his work on swimming for the impact it's had on my life. 
The Swimming album is what made me a fan of Mac, and it opened doors to the rest of his music and drew me into the world of Mac heads. His music brings comfort and a sense of freedom. Thank you for this season. It means a lot. Hey, I'm Jameson, and I'm from Boston, and Swimming in Circles mean the world to me. Swimming came out during a point in my life where everything was falling apart around me. Uh, it showed me that other people had been through the same shit, and not only did they survive, they found the little moments of beauty that make life worth living. And that this season of Dissect really helped me come full circle on that and realize how far I've come since then. So I just want to say thank you, Mac, and thank you, Dissect, for everything you've done. At the start of Swimming's Dissect, I definitely called myself a fan of Mac's music. It sounded unlike anything lyrically I'd heard before. Throughout each episode, Cold dives in with us and really explores the in-depth sound of every song. Each week brought such a potent new understanding of the lyrics and music that it could even revamp a song I'd previously overplayed. Personally, I'm really grateful for when Cole told us about sitting down and letting it happen. It's been something that I've adopted and it's really helped me deal with situations where I felt like I might have too much going on in my head. Anyways, thank you Dissect for really opening my understanding about Mac Miller's swimming in circles. My name is Timon, I'm from the Netherlands, and my biggest takeaway from these two albums was that to every end there is a beginning and everything will be alright. You just need to trust the process and yeah, life finds a way. And just taking one step at a time sometimes is all you need. And when discovering these albums, those are just some messages I really needed to hear. Um, and the struggle is part of the discovery of it all, I think. Hi, my name is Cam from Chicago. At the end of 2020, I was listening to Circles and decided to write a little reflection on the year, using lyrics from the album as a guide. Reading that piece now, after listening to this season of Dissect, I realized I subconsciously understood and captured most of what Mac was trying to convey in creating Swimming in Circles. In the end, I think every Mac fan would agree. His music gives such an appreciation for life that you can feel it in your bones. So, thank you guys. Hi, my name is Erica, and I'm from the Pittsburgh region of Pennsylvania. Swimming in Circles both mean so much to me. Swimming is my favorite album of all time and has got me through my husband's severe illness from approximately its release to when Circles came out around the time of my husband's recovery. One song in particular strikes a vivid memory in my mind every time I hear it. Dunno. It was August of 2018 and my husband and I were road tripping through the southwestern region of the United States. I remember pulling off the side of the road with that song playing, observing the beautiful Perseid meteor shower. Hey Cole, it's Johnny from Chicago. I just wanted to say how much I enjoyed this season because it was great to see someone else who genuinely appreciates Mac's art and his lyrics. Every analysis on both swimming and circles felt so spot on that I can tell how much effort you put into each episode. I just wish he was still here to have listened to it. He would have definitely loved your podcast, man. Keep it up and thank you. Hi, my name's Jorge from Minnesota, and my biggest takeaway from season 9 was the Dono episode. The song in general meant a lot to me because it taught me about loving and caring about that special someone, and learning that their own happiness means way more than the relationship between the both of you. Learning that it's okay to let go, but to forever cherish the memories you've made with them. 
My name is Chloe Killian, and I'm from Rock Island, Illinois. My favorite song off of Circles is Surf, because it's all about beauty and forgiveness and nature, and there's a sense of longing and loneliness that I think I really relate to, and I think the biggest lesson that you can learn from Circles is to really just appreciate beauty and nature and to learn to forgive others and not take anything for granted. I'm Andrew from Pomona, California, and um, one thing I took away that was like really like crazy to me in the season of Dissect was um, on the So It Goes episode, just the Clementine and the peeling off, all the references and all the like entendres I guess he makes were just really fascinating to me. And uh, yeah, I just want to say it was a great podcast. Thank you. Hi, my name's Naya, and I'm from North Carolina. So I found Dissect podcast this week, and it was the perfect timing. Mac Miller's music has always meant so much to me. He's got me through basically everything, and this podcast helped me form a deeper love for him that I never thought I'd have. Hearing his music be talked about this way is simply beautiful. I really hope wherever he is now, he's at peace, and I hope he knows how much of an impact he left on this world. Thank you, Malcolm. This is Camden Ostrander from Aspen Hill, Maryland. It has been a privilege to swim in circles with you all this season, so thank you for being here now. Thank you to my family, my partner, and loved ones for their support on this intense journey. Thank you, Cole, for your support and collaboration. Thank you to those who supported Mac and made this possible. And thank you, Mac, for being honest. Finally, I'd like to pay a tribute of respect for two souls that were here for me. Andromeda, rest in peace. And rest in peace, Dave Ostrander. And all those who take care of others more than themselves. So it goes. My name is Peyton and I'm from Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. My biggest takeaway from Swimming in Circles is the feeling Mac Miller gives you through his lyrics. He helps me overcome the feeling of loneliness and reminds me there are brighter days ahead. His song Surf has always calmed me down in times of stress and anger and for that I'm forever grateful for him and his music. Love you, Mac. I'm Aiden from Salt Lake City, Utah. We started dissecting swimming during a time when I was already listening to a lot of Mac Miller. I was trying to learn to accept life for how it was, so the sentiment of it is what it is was really impactful on me. Mac's music always helps bring me back to earth, and Circles is one of my favorite albums of all time. He's been a huge inspiration of my life and creative process. So thanks for another great season, and rest in peace, Mac. Hi, I'm Jimmy, 30 years old, and I'm from Eindhoven, the Netherlands. Um, swimming and circles they've been my rock these past years battling depression addiction anxiety just knowing Mac went through the same thing um, how he coped with it 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 just made me stronger I want to thank Cole and dissect team as well for making me grasp things I normally miss as a native Dutch speaker Um, just yeah thanks and most dope that's forever hi Cole this is Nick from Australia I heard of Mac Miller on and off throughout the years and unfortunately heard the song Ladders on the radio on the week of his passing, but I was hooked ever since. During that time, I was in a huge depressive and anxious spiral and his music literally saved me, as I know it did many, many others. This podcast for the last month or two has only cemented the fact that Mac Miller was and is a musical genius. I can only think of the music we would have received while he was in lockdown in COVID. Thanks, Dissect, for the amazing podcast. Hey guys, Dave from Kelowna, BC here. I feel like one of the things I appreciate about these records most is that Mac gave us a window uh, into what 
his struggles were like. He didn't ask us to wallow. He just wanted us to listen and take what we could. Um, and grief for anybody who's lost friends to the same type of incident that, that Mac had. Grief is is like these albums. It's a, it's a circle. We're all going to have good days and bad days. And I feel like I've learned to appreciate the need to share the love when we have it and not get too low when we're in those trying periods. Hey, my name is Dan Felton from London, Ontario, Canada. And what Mac Miller's swimming in circles have meant to me over the past couple of years is that, you know, being about the same age as Mac and growing up with his music, seeing how he grew as an artist and as a person is so clear to me on these albums. The themes he touches on and the pieces of life that the songs talk about. I come back to both albums again and again to stay grounded and remind myself that people can grow and evolve. And even if it takes years and even if it's a job that's never truly done. Max Music always has that way of reminding you that everything's going to be all right. So rest easy, Mac. We miss you, and thanks. Hi, my name is Nathan. I'm from Chicago. My biggest takeaway from Mac Miller's Swimming in Circles is that you get to learn so much about a person without knowing them. Every time I heard this podcast, it just clears a vision of understanding, learning, and experiencing. Each opportunity opens with growth in this project, including Mac to be by his music side for so long by his support. In a way, music is like a person. It has emotions, actions, and words building up all together to create. Hi, Dissect. This is Corey from Chicago. Uh, the biggest takeaway for me from this season of Swimming in Circles has been the uh, recurring theme of cycles of rebirth and renewal. Even if we make mistakes, we can hopefully start again every new day with uh, the goal of becoming better versions of ourselves. So I really love the phrase, now is only now. Uh, Max Music has meant so much to me in the past, especially the past two years. And I'm so thankful that you've made such a brilliant season and uh, introspection into Max's work. Thank you. Hey Cole, I'm Ben from Boston and I'm a big fan of the show. My biggest takeaway from Swimming in Circles is Max's unmatched level of self-awareness at such a young age. Lyrics like, I'm way too young to be getting old, reminds me how short of a time span we all had to appreciate Max's legacy while he was still on Earth. His discography evolved with each album, and I'm just glad to say that I was able to witness it and luckily see him live. Rest in peace, Mac Miller, and most dope forever. Hi, my name's Andrew, and I'm from New Jersey. And my biggest takeaway from this season was acceptance. Um, accepting everything that happens around you is probably something that I struggle most with. And I think it's something like that's important to, to finding happiness. Uh, just being okay with everything that happens around you and not asking why. Hey Cole, my name is Zane and I'm from Indiana. I feel like Mac Miller has taught me so much about life through swimming in circles. One thing I learned to tell myself more often is don't trip to not stress about life so much and accept the bad things that come with it. Another thing I learned is Mac Miller's philosophy that life and emotions are circular. I realized that I won't always be happy and I won't always be sad and I have to fight through the bad times and enjoy the good ones. It's an acceptance that brings me clarity. I'm grateful for Mac Miller putting these ideas into such a beautiful piece of music. Thank you, Cole, and everyone at Spotify for creating my favorite season to dissect. Hey, this is Colin from Dallas. Um, this season of Dissect has just hit me at a real crucial time. I was experiencing a lot of my traumatic experiences and I started going to therapy and uh, man, Mac's ability to just write songs that can be in this really dark place, but then the next line, all, like a very bright place. Um, like the song 2009 just carried me a lot this last year. So thanks for this season. Um, good job, Cole. Good job, Cam. Looking forward to next season. My name is Alex. I'm from New Jersey. And the biggest thing I took away from this season was how our lives are filled with constant circles and how the end of one thing is the beginning of another. 
The time period surrounding the release of Circles is actually a perfect example of this for me because by January 2020, I really had settled my high school career, but less than two months later, COVID happened and I really had to change that. And it was cool to see how the beginning of the COVID high school career was the end of my normal high school career and how many other Circles I hadn't even recognized that happened in my life. So uh, thank you for that, Cole. My name's Ben and I'm from Sheffield in the UK. I think the biggest takeaway for me from Mac's albums and from Mac himself was the freedom that Yark can give you. It's clear to see from the albums and even more so hearing the dissections of them that Mac put everything into his art. Every single line, note, melody and sample was selected for a reason, but he makes it seem so effortless. It seems so free. Mac mentions a lot about dying for his art, finding something to love and letting it kill you. And I'm not saying that's what he did, but the connections are there. Through Mac's conception of swimming in circles, I've been able to come more content in my life with what goes on in my own head, and I've learned to live with it and turn it into my own art. Hello, I'm Lionel from Brooklyn, New York. Swimming in circles, for me, are brutally honest explorations of what it means to be human and all the ups and downs that come along with it. These albums have been with me during some of my hardest and best times and mean more to me every time I listen to them. Mac really channeled his life, struggles, and hopes into this body of work, and for me at least, allows me to relate to him and his music in such a deep and powerful way, and I think a lot of fans feel that way. I just wanted to add a quick shout out to Cole and the whole crew at Dissect for making me be able to relate this album on a new level and providing really quality stuff for my commute every Tuesday morning. Love you all for that and can't wait for season 10. Hello, my name is Forrest Swanson and I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. I think my biggest takeaway from season 9 is that Swimming really showed me that there's a balance to life, that there's a balance between the good and the bad. Like, you can't experience the greatest highs without experiencing the lowest lows. Like, how do you appreciate the greatest highs, or vice versa? And I think Mac Miller created a, a really an exceptional album. It's my favorite album of all time. And thank you guys for doing this deep dive into it, because I've learned so much. Hi, my name is Kai, and I'm from Grand Junction, Colorado. Um... I just recently turned 18, actually on Mac's birthday, which means that I didn't really get to grow up with Mac like a lot of people did, but his music really resonates with me at this point in my life, especially Swimming in Circles. So I was so excited to see that the Dissect Podcast was doing a season on it, and it's really given me deeper insights on an album that I just love so much by my favorite artist, and I wanted to say thank you very much. I'm Joey Jumpstead from North Dakota. Swimming in circles has changed my life for the better. I started my music career. Uh, my stage name, J Mac, is a direct tribute to Mac Miller. Um, he really changed my life and gave me a new outlook on how to how to live my life. And I thank him every day for that. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Shout out to the Dissect Podcast. Shout out Cole Kushner. Hi, my name is Magdalena and I'm from Norway. This season of Dissect introduced me to the wonderful world of Mac Miller's music. I had listened to Good News and Self-Care before, and listening to the analysis and thoughts behind the lyrics made the songs new again. My favorite moment of this season, funny enough, was bawling my eyes out while listening to Heaven, and so it goes. So thanks to Cole, and of course to the greatest of all time, rest in peace. My name is Elena, and I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mac always reminds me to trust in who I am above all else. His unwavering faith in his own humanity and his, at times, wavering compassion for himself is really infectious. His music doesn't just make me want to be more like him, it also makes me want to be more like myself. 
I'm Max. I'm from Central Pennsylvania. Season 9 of Dissect has really been great for me. My friend's brother has been battling addiction. It's been really hard on him. The breakdown of Max's lyrics has really depicted an image of how hard addiction really is. And I really appreciate you bringing all of these thoughts that we would have never understood to our minds. And how the lyrics have more meaning than they seem. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Much love. Jesse from Manitoulin Island, Canada. To me, the cyclical nature of swimming in circles ties itself into a grander cycle throughout the journey of Max's discography. We're privileged to witness the unfiltered vulnerabilities of Max's mind as he searches for the antidote to suffering. Where Blue Slide Park represents the height of the mountain closest to heaven, Faces illustrates the depths and delusions of hell as a consequence of his journey for answers. But it's swimming in circles that truly brings us full circle to return to heaven as Mac discovers that the holy truth he's been looking for his whole life is love and acceptance. My name is Martin and I'm from Ecuador. Mac's music has changed the way I think and my way of looking at life with its ups and downs. This season of Dissect helped me feel things I didn't feel and understand things I didn't understand. Thank you Cole and thank you Malcolm for everything you've done. Most though, forever. What up? My name is Ivo from Luxembourg, Europe, and my takeaway from this season is that the album Swimming represents Malcolm slowly breaking away from the cloud of darkness that surrounded him all these years, and Circles ends up representing his transition to the afterlife, as in he left all his suffering and sorrows down here on earth and is now resting in eternal peace. That's why Circles sounds so somber but also calm at the same time. Anyway, thanks so much for another great season, Cole. Peace. My name is Hannah. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. The biggest thing that consolidated with me in this season of Swimming in Circles is the way Mac was able to put all of his emotions and thoughts into his music so beautifully, especially with the use of his voice as an instrument. Swimming is my favourite album of all time, and I'm so glad this season was able to shed some light on addiction and the times that you feel like you're drowning. I'm so grateful to have experienced Mac's perception of it in these albums. My name is Lance. I'm from New Jersey. And I first discovered Mac's music when my sister put Good News on in the car. It was such a beautiful song, and I've grown to love Mac's music over the past two years. Even with all the chaos going on outside, Swimming in Circles was a project that made me feel safe and reassured. Mac's ability to endure all of the hardships in his life, turn them around, and make an absolute masterpiece should be an inspiration to everyone. Thanks. Hey. I'm Caleb from Dallas. I remember the first couple of times I listened to Circles, and they were some of the most relaxed I'd felt in the longest time. In a crazy world that was about to get crazier in 2020, I listened to Circles as I sat in the dentist's chair about to get a tooth pulled out, and I didn't even feel a thing. I think that that speaks to the spiritual power that Mac's words have had and how such a sweet and beautiful message can shine a light in our dark times. Circles has gotten me through this pandemic for sure. Hi, Cole. This is Lincoln from Atlanta. These two albums mean so much to me in a way that few will understand. I loved Mac so much growing up, but due to a church mission, I was unable to listen to either of the albums and was devastated to hear of his passing. When I got the chance to listen to the two albums, it was at the beginning of the pandemic. These albums clearly felt connected and helped me to, to feel as though it was okay to experience difficult emotions and... It's okay to rely on others at times. Thank you so much for dissecting these two albums. It really meant a lot to me.
Hey Cole, this is Truman from Boulder, Colorado. For me, swimming has always represented the beauty in the struggle. There's a constant back and forth mental struggle, thinking what's the use in trying, but also keeping afloat and soaring in other moments. And the struggle makes those good moments feel more meaningful. Mac has helped me and so many others realize that even if you are swimming in circles, you are still attempting to make progress and there will be another chapter because after all, you have to jump in to swim. Thanks Cole for a fantastic season and most importantly, rest easy Mac. Savannah Ashby, Wheeling, West Virginia, thanks Dissect for bringing Mac back to Earth in a small but significant way. Swimming in circles has always reminded me that I'm not the only one drowning. There's other people going through it too. And thanks, Malcolm. We love you. Most dope. That's forever. I'm Reese from Nashville, Tennessee. Honestly, I used to think swimming in circles was overrated. But over the run of this season, it became my favorite work of all time. My biggest takeaway from this season has been the quote it always seems to come back to. Don't create all of this weight for things. Everything has so much weight, but it's all just chapters. I've always built everything up in my mind, and it paralyzes me. But the reality is we're all just swimming, and we have to keep going. And even if I keep swimming in circles, I learn something new every time I go around. So let's keep swimming and appreciating the little things every single day. Thanks, Cole. Hey, Cole. This is Shelby from Saratoga Springs, New York. Every season, you make me think about music differently. This season, my takeaway is that when I listen to music I love, I think about how much that person put into it. And I don't think I can ever conceptualize how much they put into it until I make art myself. Artists are the most generous gift givers, and Mac especially put everything into his art. Thanks for sharing. Hi, my name's Olivia, and I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. The year is 2022. I've officially been in awe of Mac Miller for 10 years and have a feeling I will continue to be for many years to come. The more I listen to his music, the more I feel both connected and inspired. What I've come to appreciate most about swimming in circles is what feels like permission to experience the full range of our emotions, to be able to flow with the waves of our lives. My deepest gratitude to Mac Miller and Cole Kushner for dissecting two of my favorite albums. Hi, I'm Alex and I'm from China. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but yeah, as one of his Chinese fans, I think Circles, especially Good News, has helped me get through one of the toughest times in my 20s. From it could always be worse to then I'll finally discover that it ain't that bad. When stuck in Circles, you will eventually get a powerful epiphany that life just goes on no matter what and you gotta clean up the mess and live your life to the fullest. That's what Max's album means to me personally, and I'll always be grateful for having gone through that with the song. Hello, my name is Marie from Cleveland, Ohio. I would say that one of my biggest takeaways from Swimming in Circles is the idea of Swimming in Circles itself. I remember when both Swimming and Circles dropped, and I actually Googled what Swimming in Circles meant, and it means that life always repeats. So how I look at it, life may always repeat itself, but you have the chances to make and fix your mistakes. Mac Miller is one of the few artists that can put indescribable feelings into words and turn it into beautiful music. My name is Zoe and I'm from Los Angeles. I was so stoked to see Swimming in Circles albums that were going to be covered this season in Dissect. I, I loved Swimming when it was first released and Circles is the most important album in my life. It was released a month after my dad had passed away and it really was the album that helped get me through that period of my life. Yeah, I just want to say thank you to Cam and Cole for breaking down all the production and the background stories behind all the songs. All right, 
Bye, thank you. Hey, I'm Robert from Ireland. Both swimming and circles have meant a lot to me ever since the first few listens. I find the feelings and emotions that Matt goes through during the albums just so relatable. My favourite song off of the two albums is definitely Perfecto. I completely understand the feeling of keeping up appearances and just holding your breath under hard circumstances. Learning to see the beauty of life's imperfections is something that's changed the way I see the world completely, and I'm ever grateful to have heard these albums when I did. Thank you. Hi, my name is Elijah. I'm from Kearney, Nebraska, and I just want to say thank you, Dissect. And thank you, Mac, for showing me how beautiful the world could be. I wrote you a poem. Feeling like the new kid on the block. Swimming now, don't need your shore. Waves of time wash away the clock. Miss the morning, sun leaves me wanting more. Watching movies, I hear a knock. She stands there divine in the frame of the door. Taking my hand, we begin to walk. Telling me it's okay, we circle the block. Savannah, Ireland. Listening to season nine has transported me straight back and allowed me to relive all the emotions I felt when Swimming in Circles came out. All in all, Mac Miller has helped me feel less lonely in this world. At the time of its release, I was struggling with how cold the world can be, but Mac made me feel less afraid and reminded me I wasn't the only person feeling this way. I was so saddened by his death, but Swimming in Circles has helped his talent live on. Thank you so much, Cole, for helping me understand it more deeply. Tyler, 32, Stockton, California. If there's one thing I can take from this season is Mac's honesty, the good and the bad, the happiness and pain, and how he channeled it so effectively. And he's helped me to look further inward at myself and my own mortality, and to not shy away from it, reminding me to not be afraid of vocalizing how I may be feeling, reminding me that music is a beautiful thing, and that if you just be you, you'll be fine. Hey, Cole, Cam, and Dissect listeners, this is Tyler from Minneapolis. Swimming in Circles has always been a favorite of mine because of how raw and real both the production and lyricism on the project are, and the entire thing has only become exponentially more emotional for me since Max passing. This season deepened my love for the project by giving even more of those aha moments that I found so rewarding when I first listened, and I'll never be able to put into words how much I appreciate that. Thank you guys for another outstanding season, and I'll see you in the next life. Yo, my name is Chris Shady. Swimming in circles, the literal soundtrack to my life. It allowed me to transform from an incomplete boy to a man that wants to do better. If it wasn't for swimming, I wouldn't be doing music in general. So Mac, I'm forever in your debt. Those albums to me mean not longing for happiness because that is a fleeting emotion, but to search for peace in oneself. Mac, I look forward to having a conversation with you on the other side eventually. Thank you. Much love. Hi, I'm Kayla from Portland, Oregon. My biggest takeaway from Dissect Swimming in Circles is test your drugs, don't use alone, and carry naloxone. What happened to Mac is happening all around the country. It's unfair. We might think we're taking one thing, and we aren't. We're all just flowers trying to grow. Please be safe. This is from Houston, Texas, sending out a big thank you to Mac for being so authentic in your witness of the human experience and providing a whole hue of different soundtracks for a collective of people to be able to relate to and apply it to our own varying journeys on this crazy, beautiful planet. My favorite projects are the Divine Feminine Swimming and Faces, even though they're all very special to me. Thank you, Cole, for the podcast. I definitely cry every episode, every season. (laughs) I love you all. Keep swimming. 
My name is Greg Johnston. I live in Los Angeles. And this season of Dissect, really what stood out to me is 2009. This is one of my favorite albums of all time, but that song specifically has always had a special place and special power to move me to my core. And I'm just so grateful that you emphasized how sonically pleasing yet powerful that song is and the power it holds, especially now that Mac is gone. R.I.P. Mac. Hi, Cole. I'm Theo, and I'm from Lacombe, Alberta. I'm in my 20s, and I'm a year into my career. This past year has been really hard for me emotionally, mainly because my day, my week, and my life feels like a circle. Your analysis of Max swimming in circles makes me look inward at my own experiences. Because of your podcast, I don't just enjoy Max music. I learn lessons from it, like the importance of being here now. Thanks for everything you and the Dissect team do. I love the show. Hi, Cole. My name is Dalton, and I'm from Buffalo, Minnesota. Swimming in Circles helped me get through some of the hardest times of my life. Around the time Circles was released, my relationship was crumbling and I was in a dark place. But Mac's words and music shined a light into the darkness and helped me find my way through. My biggest takeaway from Swimming in Circles is that no matter the struggle and demons we face in our lives, we have the ability to overcome and make something beautiful out of our hard times. Thank you for the hours of entertainments that gets me through my workday, and I can't wait for the next season. Hey, I'm Griffin from Madison, Wisconsin, and what I love most about Mac Miller, besides his innate ability to make others around him feel happy and excited, was his musical genius. You know, whatever emotion you're feeling, there's literally a Mac Miller album for that, and that's truly incredible, like considering how young he was. Um, More specifically, you know, swimming in circles, um, Mac said himself his most vulnerable state was singing, and yet he does that like the entire time on both those albums. And like he didn't care what others thought, he just did him, and people loved him for that. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Hi, my name is Ryan, and I'm from Wisconsin. Um, swimming in circles' biggest impact on me uh, as a fan of his for his entire career was swimming was the reason, or at least a big reason, why I stopped using opiates as a 10-year opiate addict. Um, and circles helped me continue my sobriety to the point of where I'm at three and a half years sober so thank you mac love you hi dissect my name is mutuzi from zambia and i wanted to let you know that my biggest takeaway from mac miller's swimming and circles has been the idea that you keep on going there'll be good times there'll be bad times but you don't give up you don't stop you keep on swimming you don't stop so yeah thank you mac and Thank you for this amazing season. This is Tyler from Daytona Beach, Florida. Taking your time here now is the most important thing. Don't read into the moment. Too many days pass by where I, we, question our meaning and purpose here on Earth. Actions must continue to follow these intrusive thoughts. Max's life and constant persistence is my biggest takeaway from this immaculate body of work. We don't need nothing but today. Now is only now. Love you and miss you, Mac. Thank you for everything, Cole. Hello, my name is Ian. I live in Boise, Idaho. And Swimming in Circles, to me, is the soundtrack to deep introspection and change within oneself. And I think that was the gift Malcolm wanted to give us. Uh, I only wish I could shake his hand and say thank you for sacrificing so much of yourself and 
giving all of us a little piece of you to carry with us through our changes and ebbs and flows in this world because it means the world to everyone. Hey, Cole and Cam. This is Brooks from Baltimore. My biggest takeaway from season nine is how much I can take the music making process for granted. The in-depth accounts of Max Herculean efforts in the studio, pouring over music for months and months at a time, give me a greater appreciation of what artists go through to give us that song that we just turn around and post on our Instagram story. And that's not to mention all the life that artists experience in the first place to make their music as meaningful as it is. As Max said in his Prince Twitter thread, motherfuckers give their lives for music. Now I have a much better perspective on how to appreciate just what Mac meant. Colin Cam, thank you for an incredible season. Can't wait to hear what's next. Hi, my name is Maria, and I'm from Texas, and Mac Miller saved my life. Swimming in circles have always been there to pull me out of the depths that threatened to drown me. They helped me find the beauty in surviving, and they gave me the space to hold all the different versions of me together, the hopeful and the hopeless and every emotion in between. Because to me, circles isn't about the hopelessness of never changing. It's about the hope that even at your lowest, even when it feels like the end, you can just take a breath and start again. Thank you for everything, Mac. Hi, I'm Zeb. I'm from Houston, Texas. My biggest takeaway from this season of Dissect was just how talented of a writer Mac really was. Um, 2009 is one of my favorite songs of all time, and I feel almost stupid the way I overlooked the brilliance of um, what Mac was doing on that song. Specifically with the line, um, I was yay high and muddy. When you broke that down, my, my jaw absolutely dropped. Um, Mac really was so talented. Thank you, Cole, for another great season. And thank you, Mac Miller, 92 till infinity, swimming in circles forever. Hi, I'm Leslie, and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. And to me, swimming in circles is Mac's extraordinary description of the ebbs and flows of the human experience. These albums have taught me that vulnerability doesn't have to be scary. It can be a beautiful thing. To be able to share with those you hold close or even a passing stranger. And with each episode of Dissect, I learned different aspects to the album, adding to the listening experience that is Swimming in Circles. My name is Sam and I'm from Canberra, Australia. Um, already being my favourite album of all time, I went into the series with a sense of familiarity, one that was flipped straight on its head right away. The season added yet another layer of meaning to my understanding of Mac's art form and the gorgeous writing paired with Cole's narration made the podcast far and away my easiest listen of the year not to mention the most eye-opening. Thank you to the entire production team for giving me a whole different perspective of what it truly means to be swimming in circles. Hey Cole, hey Cam, this is Zach Sapita from Dayton, Ohio. Congrats on another amazing season with Swimming in Circles. Cole, I'm happy to hear that your favorite track was Wings. I think this is really the cornerstone of both projects and probably one of the best episodes you've done to date. To me, it's just a testament of how vividly Mac was able to portray an emotional state on record. Raw talent and brutal honesty all around. I absolutely love that song. Keep fighting the good fight in the music world to you both. Y'all are really helping thousands cut through the noise and talk about what I think is actually imminent and important. Really excited to hear what's next and peace. Hey Dissect, my name is Harry and I'm from Sydney, Australia. I'm 15 years old. I was introduced to your podcast by my cousin Nish and as a raging Mac Miller fan, I was delighted when I learned of the theme for season nine. The breakdown of how Matt creates the water sounds and the themes were incredible. The metaphors he used as a constant motif, like driving or being dirty. I've had my own battles with mental health and Malcolm was always there for me. I never really knew why his music was so comforting in particular, but hearing the inner layers of what makes it so incredible was really helpful. Thanks, guys. Go for Kate from Boise, Idaho. 
My biggest takeaways from this season of Dissect are the So It Goes Circles revelation, which inspired a tattoo. I also really enjoyed getting to know more about Mac's intentions for Circles and the interview with Barrow. I have a new appreciation for the album that I would have missed without the podcast. Finally, the bonus episodes with Donna Claire and Faces were helpful in my understanding of the rest of the world Mac built up. Most dope. Hi, my name is Danny Hernandez and I'm from New York City. Lockdown allowed me to explore Mac's discography and experience his beautiful evolution as an artist. From discovering the beautiful yet lost imagery on the track Woods to the interconnectedness of both albums on the track So It Goes, when Mac says So It Goes in a way that sounds like circles, I thank Dissect for helping me with the finer details of this album and further appreciate this beautiful farewell to Mac Miller. Thank you. Hey Dissect team, this is Cam from Heartland, Michigan. My biggest takeaway from this season is simply the brilliance that was Mac Miller. Listening to this season, I get emotional thinking about how much more Mac had to give to this world, but I always stay thankful for the art he did provide us with. Mac's growth as an artist has always been an inspiration to me, and you capture that growth so well in this season. The message from these albums that has resonated with me the most is Mac's focus on being present and focusing on making the best of right now. As always, thank you for taking the time to honor such great music. Hey, my name is Seth from Austin, Texas, and one of my biggest takeaways from season nine of Dissect is culminated in Perfecto. Mac doesn't tell us exactly what is not perfect, but by the end of the song, we can infer that substances. And that goes back to his interviews when he says that he puts his expression, he puts his feelings out in his music. But those that are actually listening and that actually care about him will catch up on that, while people who are just listening to his music at face value won't really... Hi, my name is Leah from Colorado. I feel a deep relatability to Mac and especially his last few albums. He's gotten me through the last few years. And I really love the quote that you talk about in the podcast. We exist through the ideas we give to the world. He's definitely given some incredible insights. And at the end of our life, that's really all we can hope for. So thank you, Mac, for existing. Hi, my name is Keone from California. Um, I've been staring at my notebook for a couple hours trying to figure out exactly put into words um, what swimming in circles this season has meant, but I think the best I can do is just to thank you, Cole, and thank Mac, uh, just for another really solid season of Dissect in general. It's been really consistent in my life, this podcast, and music is something that I struggle with a lot to understand how much it means to me, but um, every little bit helps, Mac helps, and you help too, so thank you. Hi, I'm Natalie, and I'm from Massachusetts. Swimming in Circles have been pivotal albums for me as I navigate post-grad life. It's easy for me to get caught up in the feeling that I have to have everything figured out, but Mac reminds me that this is just a chapter. There's going to be a next part. To me, his music is a reminder that the best thing I can do is have trust in who I am and be here now. So thank you, Cole and Cam, for dissecting one of my favorite artists and albums, and thank you to my friends, Connor and Zach, for introducing me to this podcast and always putting me on to new music. You guys are the best. Hey, my name is Ethan, and I'm from Pittsburgh. Growing up in Mac's hometown, I had a very unique relationship with Mac's music. It was a huge motivator for challenging parts of my life and often reflected some of my most successful and favorite periods of my life as well. I think swimming specifically is my favorite album because it's so emotional it's so raw and it's so real and i don't think any artist can ever replicate the, the same feeling i get when i listen to that album 
Hi, I'm Amanda in Brooklyn, New York City. These albums mean the absolute world to me. They kind of saved my life and pulled me out of a lot of really dark times, but are also the soundtrack to some of the best moments of my life. I wouldn't be here today without these albums, to be honest, and I'm so grateful to get to experience Max's work of art in these albums every day. This season helped give me a lot more meaning and got to see different perspectives of what these albums could mean and made it extra special to me. Thank you, Dissect, Cole, and most of all, Mac Miller, 92 to infinity. Hey, this is John from Cleveland, and there's a million things I've learned to love about Mac this season, but at this moment, I'm thinking of the line, good news is all they want to hear. No, they don't like it when you're down. And I think about how often Mac put a smile on his face and lifted everybody else up in the room when he was probably going through some turmoil in his head. And it's made me feel more comfortable about reaching out to friends and support systems for help. Thank you, Cole. Thanks, Cam. Raleigh, Santa Ana. Swimming in circles to me is finding peace. Sonically, the various sounds of swimming equate to the different struggles one faces and circles with its more consistent sounds equates to the feeling of peace reached from experiencing those struggles. It is a reminder that as many times as we're faced with something difficult, we will find peace just as many times as well. It's easy to get caught up in the struggles, but it's important to just keep swimming. Hi, Cole and the Dissect team. My name is Levi Perez, and I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. My biggest takeaway from swimming in circles this season is that even the most beautiful things in the world have the potential to hurt us, like roses and wings, but also life, which is full of good times, but also hardship, like heartbreak, addiction, and other personal problems, which is what makes Max swimming. All of this is true. Reaching the end of swimming, Mac finds acceptance in his problems, which is what makes circles the state in life where we all accept the good, but also bad, and rise once a day. Thank you.